Sports Radio 560 WQAM Miami Fort Lauderdale presents the Neil Rogers Show. To talk to Neil, call 5670560 toll free for Dave and Broward or pound 560 on your cell phone. The opinions of Neil, his guests, callers, or anyone else on the show do not necessarily reflect those of WQAM, Beasley Read Acquisitions, or the Beasley Broadcast Group. Now, Neil Rogers on Sports Radio 560 QAM. Trying to back Malikian. Goes to the off side now. Back to Strato. Just hit the ice right down the lane. My side here's lying back to Strato. Open net. He shoots and scores. Marty Strato ties it for the Penguins. Oh, let's go, Hunt Moose on a Harley. What a passing. Hey, yo, man, what's up with your cut to Miss Puha? I just can't wait until Robert Dole loses. When the whole nation Anybody going to vote for Elizabeth Dole? No. You know, I was flipping my, uh, doing my thing this morning with the TV, doing my channel surfing, and there was Imus. And, you know, every now and then, they'll come up with a good line. It's usually not him. It's one of the uh, bananas that sits around there in the circle with their morning circle jerk. And the guy said, yeah, even uh, even Bo- Bo- old Bob's Woody isn't as stiff as she is. You know, the husband is running around doing, uh, you know, promotions for Viagra. Maybe she's been taking some. Because you talk about stiff, stilted. My little miniature pincher's got a better chance of getting votes. Elizabeth Dole? It's just astonishing. we got 260 million people in this country, and the quality of the people who offer themselves up for pubic service, Elizabeth freaking Dole? No. No chance. Steve Forbes? No. No chance. You know something? Leave it to the Republicans. Every time the Democrats come up with a really marginal candidate, they run a dead man. Then, now we got the most wooden man we thought in history, Al Gore, has got a personality like, like, a, like a man who's been dead for 100 years, and they still find somebody worse. And then, of course, George W. Bush, he's got a little, little bit of a problem in his background, you know. It's interesting also to me, by the way, that he doesn't really want to come clean. He didn't, he didn't have no extramarital affairs, but he had some drug problems and booze problems in his past that he doesn't want to talk about yet. 
And all the so-called pundits are saying, well, you know, uh, well, you know, America's maturing. We're willing to overlook that. And yet when Bubba said that, you know, he took a little hit of a, uh, a joint uh, 600 years ago and didn't inhale, which he had to say, of course. Oh, my God, he's a drug addict. Let's start watching Reefer Madness 24 hours a day. But booze and uh, whatever other, I'm sure that they weren't, uh, you know, hallucinogenic drugs. Maybe it's like Prozac. Huh? Maybe maybe too much uh, uh, Viagra. That might have done it. God. So how come this audience is just so far behind the times? You know what? Peggy Cass. I noticed the Herald this morning just caught up with Peggy Cass. And by the way, thanks to the morning guys again for backing that last break up to the uh, over the top of the hour. Nice going. Two days in a row. They're on a roll. See, in fact, speaking of Bob Dole, I think he ought to get together with our program director because they both desperately need massive doses of Viagra 24 hours a day because they're both totally impotent. They can talk incessantly. Nobody pays any attention. Meaningless. But nevertheless, so Tuesday, you missed it. I missed it, too. I saw it, but I forgot to mention it yesterday, and probably nobody in this audience is old enough to uh, for this to have any meaning. South Florida publicist Hank Meyer died on Tuesday of a massive heart attack, 78. Who the hell is Hank Meyer? George says to me this morning, who's Hank Meyer? And I thought, yeah, that's what I thought. What's wrong with you? Hank Meyer brought Arthur Godfrey. In fact, the story says Mr. Meyer met Arthur Godfrey at Joe Stonecrab and persuaded him to bring a show to Miami Beach in the 50s that he convinced Jackie Gleason to come here, and he was like uh, the number one publicity guy here. Hank Meyer and Associates, you never heard of them? Oh, my God. Well, where have you been hiding? Yeah, too much of a little during Arthur Godfrey and Jackie Gleason days. What? That was 100 years ago. But we got a street named Arthur Godfrey Road. I, I know the street. Where all the Hasidim are living over in that area there, and here was the most virulent anti-Semite we ever had. I'm surprised, really. I've said this for years never get any response because people are too embarrassed about it. How come we don't have a street on the beach named Adolf Hitler Road? You know, something like that. We got Arthur Godfrey Road. How is that possible? I mean, I understand if, if all the Jews had moved to Boca, I could understand it. Okay, I don't want to start out on a negative note, but I will anyway, because I'm really porked off about that guy that called you off the year yesterday. Man, am I pissed at him. I am foaming at the mouth. The guy that went to visit Dr. Richard Bernstein. I gave Hank that book. I've read the book. Of course, it ain't doing me any good because I'm still sick as a dog, and I can't find a doctor that knows his ass from my elbow. But nevertheless... And this guy, I, I told him, call us when you get back and let us know. He went to go through the doctor's program, wherever, wherever his uh, joint is, Dr. Bernstein. Calls George off the air yesterday. Uh, well, uh, tell Neil I want to talk to him about it. Uh, you know, I just came back. But not on the air. Which I'm not going to talk to this guy off the air. He owes it to me and to the audience, to the 50 or 60 people that are listening out there, to call in and let us know what it was all about. I mean, if he had a good experience, great. If it wasn't a good experience, we sure ought to hear about that, too. If this, you know, if this is another doctor making quacking sounds, like most of the ones that I've encountered recently, you think he's going to call? No. On the ear? I mean, he called on the ear to tell us he was going. He had no problem. He had the cojones to call and tell us that. But now that he comes back and I says, give us a report, the cat's got his tongue. I'll tell you, if I, if I could get as many calls on the year as the ones that called talk to George off the year who want him to relay messages, who want to make a complaint, who got some kind of a song and a dance, some kind of a story, I'd never give a number out. We do another Joe DiMaggio thing. And by the way, how's his uh, estranged son doing? 
Yeah, you have to turn back to the um, way in the back pages to find that story. It's a, now, it's interesting the way they posed this, too. It says, despite an estranged relationship over the last several years of his life, Joe DiMaggio did not forget his only child in death. Among the items bequeathed in DiMaggio's last will and testament filed in Broward County is a trust fund that will pay Joseph Paul DiMaggio, Jr., 20 grand a year. DiMaggio, Jr., who works in a Northern California junkyard and lives in a trailer, said last month he hadn't seen his father in about two years. He did not visit his father's bedside during the Hall of Flamer's illness. Doesn't it kind of make you wonder? Like Regis Philbin's a strange son. And Larry King, which, by the way, Larry King. Only $50. Mother baby. Even Evander Holyfield has made as many babies by as many different women, I don't think, as Larry King. You know what I'm talking about? Uh-huh. Larry King has something new to talk about, his new son. What is it, this all the cocker? about 107, Larry? King's wife, Sean Southwick King, gave birth to Chance Armstrong on Tuesday night. King publicist Deidre Klein said the boy weighed 7 pounds, 6 ounces. Chance is Southwick King's second child and King's fourth, said Klein, who declined to say where the birth took place. But they are thinking about making It's Alive Part 4. They're getting John Lithgow back for that. The 64-year-old host of CNN's Larry King Live and his 38-year-old wife married in September, yada, 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 in a L.A. hospital room where he's being treated for heart trouble. Oh, It's his 87th marriage and her 23rd. Nice going, Larry. Only $50. Ten minutes after 10. Is that You think that guy's going to call in? I'm begging you, sir. Uh, inquiring minds, I want to know. If nobody else in the audience wants to know, I want to know. You owe me the information, God damn it. You gave us the big tease. You went up there. You found out what it's all about, and now you won't tell us. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on a mobile one line. He won't call. So fat rich reminds me of my mother. All right. You know something? I can keep that going until uh, two o'clock if you played our cards right. Here at the home of technical incompetence, where we couldn't hear the uh, on-air sound on our monitors here this morning. Listen to that. Sparing no expense. I asked our program director, Mister Impotent, this morning, uh, just before he waddled out of here and vanished into the uh, sunset. I asked him, uh, what, what's, uh, we're going to be ready for us upstairs Monday? What's the deal? Ah, bada beep, bada boop, bada ba, uh, you know. Maybe this, maybe that. Yeah, I'm starting to get too animated. I'm knocking the microphone all over the place. How about if I just leave that on? I might wake these bastards up, you think? <laughs> oh, stop, you're killing me. There you go. Like I said, sparing no expense to bring you the very best in only the ultimate Greg Reed way. Just, just amazing. You're astonishing, man. Here, here's, here's, it's like, it's like they went to, uh, Neisner's. Is Neisner's all, they're all closed up, you know, the, the five and dime stores, I guess they're all closed down. You gotta go to Kmart or Walmart now. Yeah, they went to one of those old five and dimes and they bought an old erector set, you know? Remember you, ever have an erector set when you were a kid? No, not Lincoln an erector, logs, I'm talking, huh? Lincoln Logs, Legos, things like that. No, an old fashioned erector set. What, with a little, you put the posts in the... Right. Um, you stick it in the post. No, I was too poked. But anyway, so that that's what this place reminds me of, an erector set. They went out and they bought at Neisner's a real, the cheapest erector set that they could find, maybe like a used one, you know, at a discount. And they came back and they said to George Corso, our engineer, okay, here you go, make a radio station. You know, take all of these parts and uh, stick them all together and, uh, and uh, see if maybe we might get it to work. Just take all of these things and put them all together and uh, make a radio station. It, it's unbelievable. It's amazing. It's astonishing. 
I can only, you know, I, I'm thinking right now, this little uh, rash and the deal I've had for the last, what is it, about 100 months now, I'm thinking that maybe Monday would be a good day for me to be calling in sick, you know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. Because that's the day we're allegedly going to be moving upstairs and they're going to have our new studio. They're not really new studios, it's just, you know, walls and a uh, different location in the building with the same crappy old equipment from the old director set. Um, just people with no pride, with no professionalism, with no sense. It's it's a miracle that we get on the air every day in this place. And, and what was he babbling about? Did you hear, oh, I got the remote on this morning. I'm feeling good. That's what our program director says. We actually got the remote on the air for the morning show. <coughs> there you go. Because they've got to crank that money through, baby, so we can pay Wayne for all those broadcast rights. You You do realize that this is Wayne's revenge. See, Wayne never got me off the air, never could control what I said about him or anything else. But this is his revenge. He's got, he's got, we're all being held hostage to Baldy because of those ridiculous broadcast rights. Here's a mobile in Stewart. Hello. Neil. Yes, sir. Hey, uh, spoke to you when I was down in December from Buffalo. Rich Generec country. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, a, uh, Neisner's corporate headquarters was Rochester, New York. Just yes, sir. That's right. Yeah. Anyways. I was at a reception this over the weekend. These locals down here refer to you almost as the Antichrist. I couldn't believe the hostility in their beings. What, what do you mean these locals down here? You're in Stewart. Well, no, well, they're, they're coming up from Lauderdale for this uh, reception. Yeah. But uh, I tell you, they speak very badly about you. But I told them, I tell them, I look forward to listening to you. Meaning, meaning what? Well, I don't know. I just think they. I don't know why you uh, bring out this hostility. Anyways, I don't know. I like you. Uh, Hey, uh, talking about the coach of the uh, Panthers, this guy Murray. Uh, this guy looks like a funeral director. Uh-huh. Coach is like one too. And there's Ted Nolan, who uh-huh. does not have a job. Uh-huh. Why don't you guys get smart? And They're hire not going to hire Ted Nolan. They want an ass licker. They don't want somebody who's uh, going to give them a hard time. Ted Nolan's blackballed. You should know that. Yeah, but I mean, give he's him not going to get hired. He'll let a fire. He's over not going to get hired, sir. Let me say it again. See. I don't understand why, you know, if you want to have a conversation with me, I'd be glad, but I, I'm telling you one thing, and just you just keep repeating the same thing like your hearing went out, like your miracle ear died. Well, what, what's the point? It's not going to happen. Could I have another question? Alan yeah. Combs. Alan Combs, you know him? No, yeah, he's like some uh, taco somewhere. Yeah, yeah. WABC. Oh, no, you don't know never him. heard of him. Never heard of him. Okay. Bob Grant? Yeah, what about, well, what is it, sir? What about these people? How about Ulysses S. Grant? <laughs> I love hearing your How comments. How about Abe Lincoln? My comments about what? <laughs> about that about that racist piece of crap, Bob Grant, who's what? 110 years old with, a, with the worst hairpiece I ever saw? <laughs> he makes Bob he makes Bob Eisenberg's hairpiece look good. <laughs> Get out of here, pal. Go back to Chitawaga again. Oh, yeah, well, they speak very poorly about you. Uh, yeah, right. You're a crowd. No wonder they speak. They're probably all over the age of 100. All those old fossils that have destroyed this town made it into a goddamn outdoor funeral parlor. Jesus, Joseph, and the, and the one guy I want to hear from, I'm begging. How, when's the last time I ever begged anybody to call and was serious about it? Never. But this guy that's got the keys to the kingdom, the answers about Dr. Bernstein, does he know anything? Or is he just another witch doctor like most of them and totally full of crap? Huh? We want to know. Guy went there. He gives us the tease. There's nothing worse than giving the big tease and then just, uh, you know, hiding, going into hiding. Kind of skulking away. Like our program director. I'm serious. Let's get him some Viagra, see if it helps. I have never encountered anybody so impotent in my life. 
And I'm not saying it's all directly because of him. It's because the general manager wants it to be a one-pony show, and so he doesn't give any power to anybody except his little buddies upstairs who grabbed all the power just by in default. All the little empire builders up there, the food Nazi, the water Nazi, the sales Nazi. But when it actually comes to getting anything done right, it, it, you just you cannot believe it. You do people think that I'm exaggerating. You have to be here to believe it, to see it. We're sitting here this morning in a vacuum. I'm, I'm monitoring last five minutes of the, of the worst thing, which were all spots, by the way. Thanks again, guys, uh, on the radio. We got a little uh, dinky radio that Davey Gravy Line sent over here before we came on the air. Thank you, Davey. And that's the only reason that we can even hear what the hell is on the air. Then we try to get a hold of the people upstairs in the control room, and George has to have uh, them paged. And who picks up the phone up there? <laughs> Fat Boy responds to the page. At the page so that someone can walk into the control room and tell the people in the control room that somebody's trying to get a hold of them because they don't have a phone. And, of course, they don't have an office phone upstairs because that would cost an extra few bucks, you know. And somebody, some jackass in this building, probably the program director went along with it, of course, because he's a wimp. Oh, they don't need an office phone in the control room just so they can communicate with the other people in the building. What the hell would they need that for? <laughs> I don't understand it. So, in other words... If somebody calls to talk to, like, one of the board ops up there during one of the sports shows from the outside who doesn't have the hotline, or if the hotline's being used, let's say they got a guest can't, on the can't air, do it, they can't reach them. They can't communicate with them. They can't talk to them. Unheard of in the history of broadcasting. So, again, the myth of this whole thing about brand-new studios, Greg Reed, you're not, maybe you're fooling some of those little 10-year-old kids you got working for two bucks an hour upstairs. You're not fooling anybody who's been in a business for more than five minutes. It, it, it's a disgrace. Your concept of doing business, your concept of presenting a radio station, a studio, is so unbelievable where people cannot communicate with each other. That's not important. What's important is that we feed the egos of Greg's friends. That's what's important here. Wow. Here's uh, Boca. Hello. Boca. Good morning. Yes, sir. Listen, uh, you got some revenge against Baldy this morning, and you don't even realize it. What is that, sir? Playing that Martin Strzok piece to open the show. Yeah. Had a way to do it. Mike Lang's the greatest. Yes, that's right. What do you want to uh, talk about Mark Recchi trade? What do you think about that trade? What do I want to talk about it? Right. I think it's unbelievable. I don't understand it. The Flyers, it's like the Flyers, they rent players out to other teams, and then when they were good and ready to get them back, like Renberg or Dykhouse, they, you know, they say, we want them back. Okay, whatever you like. I, I just don't believe it. He's a skilled player, though, boy. Yeah, he is. He can skate well. And he's going to bring them out of this funk that they've been in with eight games without a win. That uh, makes me very depressed because I hate the Flyers. What do you think about the Penguins real quick? What? Uh, what do you think about the Penguins losing Hatcher and Barrasso? Do you think they're going to fold near the end? They pulled it out last night. Yeah, they pulled it out, but... Uh, they I pulled it they out last it. night, which I didn't hear Geldy talking about that. Beat Carolina. That was very uh, you know crucial for us if the Panthers have any outside chance of catching them. Did you get to see the game, the Penguin game? Sure. Of course I saw the game. Great game. Where, 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 do you think, where do you think I got that clip from? From the moon? You think that the sports <laughs> the sports people brought me in that clip from Mike Lang from the Penguin game last night? That wasn't the overtime it. goal. Huh? That wasn't the overtime no, goal. No, that was the tying goal and it was right, Marty Straka. Right. Why do you think I played it? Well, I think and have a great day, sir. A... Okay. Okay, that's it. That takes care of our calls. That takes care of the show. Seriously, I'm starting to get really surly this morning. I'm starting to get really, really, I came in here feeling eh, not the greatest as far, you know, physical, but in a pretty decent mood. But now I'm starting to get really surly. You know, how come these people all speak so negative about you? And, uh, you know. And then this guy starts babbling a bunch of names. See, you people like the people from Tampa and the people up there in Orlando with all the, their little, uh, you know, make-believe people on the radio up there. 
Nobody here cares about them, including me. Do you understand? Uh -huh. Yeah, right, like Lassiter. Nobody here remembers him. Nobody cares about him. And every time we hear from somebody from the West Coast, oh, well, you know, Lassiter's still on FLA, and he's still stealing all your material. Yeah, and the sun is still shining up there somewhere, up in the sky. And the moon is still up there, you know, doing its thing. And the phone is still dead as a doornail. And I think I'm going to go to the doctor. Yeah, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go to a doctor. I'm going to, what I'm going to do is I'm going to get the yellow pages. Instead of going, like, far away, I'll just find the doctors that are, like, in the, you know, general neighborhood. And, of course, this particular neighborhood is probably, like, yeah, a lot of witch doctors, you know. They're probably choking chickens on the front lawn right now, getting the uh, blood ready to, you know, to treat all your rare diseases. It might, might actually work. At least that would be something, as opposed to what I've had. And the more I think about that Dr. Feelgood, that conversation we had here on Friday, which I let him go on for an eternity, an interminable amount of time, a ponderous call. Did he say anything? No. No, he didn't say a goddamn thing. The, the, the most, and he says right on the air with at least four people listening, why not give it another six or seven weeks? Didn't he say that? Another six or seven weeks he said this yes. on the air. After the first two or three months that I've gone through all this crap, which is still not going away, and I still have no, uh, no they have, you know, I, I, like I said, go to every goddamn doctor in this town, and they aren't going to take the time because they can't be bothered. And the one great hope that we had, Dr. Bernstein, which has nothing to do with this, but, you know, the diabetes guy, the diet expert, the guru. And the guy goes up there for two days. Is that him? Did he call? No. No, but why are you lying? See, I can understand if it's a guy that's too much of a pussy to go on here in the first place, but the guy called last week to tell us that he was going there. We had a, you know, a reasonable conversation. I said, great, let me know. Call us and let, give us a report. Let us know when you come back. And now for some strand, and the longer that it goes that he doesn't call us, the more I'm beginning to wonder what kind of, uh, you know, intrigue is involved in all of this, huh? 5670560, pound 560 on the mobile one line on a deadly, deadly Thursday, man. The cat's got their tongue. Neil God. If Scott had a ball and took a hit, then would he act like Cheech and Chong? And get the munchies and make brownies filled with hash? And would he share it with Jesus and the saints, those pious potheads? No. And yeah, yeah, heart is great. And yeah, yeah.
1031 at 560 WQM. Hank from Vegas at 2 o'clock. Boog Shabby briefly just before uh, two or three dinners tonight, 6 to 630. 630 the pregame. Panthers in Washington. This is kind of the last guest. I said the game against the Bruins was the biggest game of the year. Well, since they didn't show up for that game, this is uh, this is it, basically. I'm not going to say they're done for the playoffs if they lose tonight, but the chances are really, really slim unless they win this game in Washington tonight. Any interest in that? No. Of course not. So anyway, nobody in this audience ever heard of Hank Meyer. That's number one. Well, let's, how about uh, this one? Since we're talking so much about dead people lately. just I just saw this. Nobody, I've never even seen this. Why do I look at the obituaries? Well, every day I do look at the obituaries for one name. I haven't found it yet, but nevertheless. Uh, huh? No, now, you know something? Now I'm starting to add to that. Now I'm going to start looking at the obituaries before I come to work every day for more names than just one. I don't want to mention no names around here. You know what I'm talking about? I don't want to get too specific, but boy, I would dance on their grave, what they're doing to us. Boy, that, what you just told me, and of course, if we had people on the phone, which we only got one, they would have, see, that's another incentive for you to call, folks. You would hear all, what George says uh, on the intercom during the breaks. Well, you just told me about the communications inabilities upstairs with just a bat line here that uh, they use for guests and so on. It's so unspeakable that there is nobody in radio, even people working in Batavia, New York, on WBTA, wouldn't believe if you told them that, that they don't have an office phone up there so that the producers and anybody else can't communicate with, like, the outside world with anybody, with their guest, with the, with anyone. They want to call home if they want to, you know, call their girlfriend or whatever. Lester Bannisberger founded Lester's Diner is dead. Oi! Now, I know we got no response on Hank Meyer because he was too old. How old, how old is this guy? Lester was, uh, how come they don't have Lester's age in here, damn it? I'm looking through the obituary. It goes on and on and on. He was, uh, he had Lester's Diner in Cortland, New York, before opening a diner in Sarasota, then in Bryan, Ohio. But it doesn't have his age. And he, oh, here it is. He was 81. Well, that's, you know. I mean, anybody who never ate on State Road 84 at Lester's Diner, it says uh, Vice President George Bush, who was then Vice President, ate there at Lester's Diner, high-powered lawyers, high school janitors, bunch of schleppers, the rich, the poor, the famous, the not-so-famous, the anonymous, the great, the not-so-great, the deadbeats, everybody has eaten at Lester's Diner, including me. See, there's nothing like, you know, what was the diner that used to be on Biscayne Boulevard around uh, in the, what is it, 50s or 60s? There was a... Great diner on Biscayne Boulevard, but of course, nothing in this town is like it used to be. Trust me when I tell you that. Was it the Biscayne Diner? It might have been that. God. Great diners. And now what's that gourmet diner that's like further up Biscayne Boulevard, about 151st in that area where the uh, old McDonald's used to be, which they finally tore down? Remember that real old McDonald's that used to be up there with the first one in Florida? Which with is the uh, arches that didn't... With the old-fashioned arches, right. Right up there, that used to be that... Uh, what the hell is the name of that gourmet diner? Nothing like a diner, baby. Go in there and get some real, real serious food. Not that plastic crap they serve you today. Here's a mobile in Sunrise. Hello. Some of the best entertainment in Fort Lauderdale could be found at 3 a.m. at Lester's Diner years ago. Yeah. Go in there a long time. I got nothing substantial, Neil, but I do have a pig report. Commercial Boulevard just east of uh, Sawgrass. Conveniently located in the speeding double, the double, speeding fines double zone. Mm -hmm. You got a two-wheel Sunrise guy just waiting to make some money. Yeah. Okay. Thanks for the good news. That's it. I'll see you at Lester's about 3 in the morning. That's why, in fact, it even mentions that. It says he put the name on one of South Florida's most vener venerable institutions, a place where the hungry can get a hot cup of coffee and a slice of apple pie a la mode or a big cheeseburger and a side of French fries at 3 in the morning. 3 in the morning seems to be the time when the good stuff goes on there. 
like at the truck stops, we know what goes on there at uh, 3 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> All over America. Okay, two open lines a day, two in Broward. This is it. I'm going to crank the music out. I'm serious. Because I'm starting to get real surly and squirrely about this whole uh, technical situation. You think we got problems now and I'm in a pissed off mood. Wait till Monday. Wait till we get upstairs if that really uh, goes down on Monday. I mean, I just in, uh, visions of sugar plums uh, are going through my head at this point. Because, like I said, you know, you can blame the engineers to a point, but the fact is, when you give a guy an old erector set and say, here, make me magic, make me a radio station. And because there's so many wimpy people that work in this place who I guess need a job, need to put bread on the table, you know, at home, everybody just goes along with this crap, including some of the people here who, you know, pretend to have a big mouth and to have some balls, and, you know, the 13 months that I've worked here find out they don't have any balls at all, you know, just a big act. As long as they get the paycheck, they don't give a crap what kind of swill they dish out here. Unbelievable. Here's a mobile in Miami. Hello. Good morning, Neil. Yes, sir. I was reading the uh, New Times yesterday. I saw you were voted best radio personality in uh, Florida. Really? In Florida? You mean like in uh, North Dade? Well, I don't know. I don't know. I think it was like in about a 20-block radius between the Dade Broward line and uh, 187th. Uh, no, I think it was a little bit further than that. Well, how but, come uh, we don't have a copy of New Times up here today? That's interesting. Well, get it, because they said the only reason to go to the AM dial is Neil Rogers. Exactly, that's right. Is Neil, God. Well, thank you, sir, and God bless you. There you go. we got to hear from the callers what's going on. How come nobody in our publicity department's got a hold of that? How come that uh, greasy uh, Sam the Sham, how come he don't have a copy of New Times in here? I mean, even though, of course, being in New Times, it's not that big of an honor, but nevertheless, it's, it must be the best and worst issue again, right? Now, I know we have CityLink downstairs. Do we have New Times? Does anybody know that? No. Uh, maybe? Sometimes, yes, yeah, sometimes. Well, uh, it's got to be right downstairs. It's like one floor down. You know something? If we had a portable mic, I'd take it right now and go down the goddamn elevator shaft. Since we're getting the shaft in this place, do we have a, por- a, ha- a cordless mic? No. Do we have squat? No. No, of course not. New Times, we've got to have a copy here today. That'll kill four good hours. Because there's nothing going on now. You can smell it. The smell of death is over this town, over this phone. Today is Thursday. Each day of this week, it's gotten to the point. I'm hearing Defoe out on that stupid remote they're doing this morning, pumping those numbers. He's pumping it and pumping it and pumping it and pumping it. Even Arnold never pumped it so much. Because it's just, uh, we're in a vacuum now, man. We're in a lot. We're lost. We're absolutely lost. Like my doctor, like Patch Adams, we're lost. We don't know where to turn, and so we, you know, try to make you feel good. Just give it six or seven years. You'll feel better, or not, as the case may be. As long as I live, which may not be all that long, quite frankly, but as long as I live, I'll never forget that line. Give it another six or seven weeks. You'll be fine. You don't need me. Bada-beep, bada-boop, bada-bop, bada-beep, bada-boop, yeah. Pooh, frosty mad. Oh, my God, I feel so good. Oh, yeah. Oh, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. Who's your daddy? Who's your daddy? Oh, my God. Oh, yeah, play with my balls. Play with my balls. Oh, I feel so good. Yeah, just roll them around. It was so good. Oh, my God. I love it with you. Uh Uh-oh, slow down. You know, the reason I played that, I'm thinking that maybe that guy that went to see Dr. Bernstein when he walked in the office when he finally, you know, it was time for his appointment, and he said, oh, come on in, Mr. Smith, and he walked in and there was, instead of a doctor standing there with a stethoscope around his neck and a white uh, schmata on, maybe there was like this small creature on the floor that looked like a duck. 
making quacking sounds. Maybe that was the deal. I don't know. Maybe he had something really uh, negatory to say. He just don't want to say it on the air. I, I don't know. But I'm really uh, I'm porked off about you, sir. I don't know who makes me angrier, you or Greg Reed. Well, it's not no, not even close. So anyway, the uh, New Times, I'm sorry, sir, but we got the uh, current issue of New Times. Thanks to Joe Costello who's running around the building feverishly. And uh, it's, there's nothing about the uh, best of in the uh, March 11 through 17 New Times. And now we just got the City Link, which allegedly inside has got your ballot for their best of, since they both happen just coincidentally to do this crap every year at the same time. And I can't find the ballot for the uh, anything. And I call them publications loosely. You've got nothing but about 600 pages of ads. Uh, it's kind of like QAM, you know, just spot after spot, ad after ad. There's, there's nothing there, man. There's no substance. There's nothing. And did I mention, by the way, thanks to the morning guys for two days in a row back. Business to do that, nevertheless, stop uh, nitpicking, okay? Just because our program director's got a limp uh, member. Here's a mobile in Miami. Hello. Hello? Yes, sir. Hey, Neil. How you doing? All right, how are you? All right. Neil, um, Can't find ELO, it. you're right, ELO kicks ass. Yeah, that was when yesterday. Was... Okay. We're a little bit well, behind. That Today is Thursday, that was Wednesday. I don't want to okay. do another music show today. Okay, God forbid, well, I... I've got music yeah. coming out of my rectum. I'm sorry to hear that. Okay. okay. Did you read about Decard? You read about this guy Decardinus? He's like uh, Decardinus. Yeah, I'm sorry, Decardinus. Decardinus. Uh, they were saying that we have to uh, move him or something because he has these medical problems, and they're talking about Bell's palsy and high blood pressure. And he's got Tinkerbell's palsy. Well, who is he? I don't. I don't know even know uh, who that is. Okay, he's a uh, he's one of these guys that they want to deport him because he's not a citizen. He he bribed. Uh, I don't know. He's mixed up in the county. Some big bribe, bribing the corruption thing. Yeah. Well, anyway, is he running for public office? I hope. <laughs> no, he well, can't. Well, why the hell not? But wait, hear me out. Okay. Okay. The, the they want he's complaining, or or the uh, some uh, advocacy uh, group is complaining that he has these medical problems that they can't take care of it at uh, the Chrome Detention Center, and they're and they're naming all of them, and then the last one is oh, and morbid obesity. Yeah. So these are medical problems that we have to well, worry let's get, about. Let's get into Dr. Bernstein. Maybe he'll come back and tell us how it was. <laughs> okay. And, um, oh, the last thing, what about this? And I know this is a couple of days ago, but what about where have you gone, H.R. Haldeman? And I like that. Not okay. bad. I'm out of material. Thanks a lot, sir. Where have you gone, H.R. Haldeman? I like that. Fits in pretty good. In fact, in the shower this morning, I was thinking of different names that fit in there to show how exciting it is around here these days. And that Mrs. Robinson song, hey, but he's got that estranged son. He left him twenty grand a year. What's wrong with that, right? Oh! Nice going, Jolton Joe, the Yankee Clipper. And now Joe Torre, he's got uh, prostate cancer. Boy, the Yankees, they just can't. The uh, stuff just keeps – There, there is no ballot. I don't see it anywhere. I keep leafing through these 5,000 pages of ad after I was told ad. that uh, it's in the Broward edition and, of course, in Swearingdale County. That's not the one we have. It, it says right here on the front, it says, inside – your CityLink Best of 1999 Readers Poll Ballot. It says on the front page. Oh, I'm talking about the, uh, the whatchamacallit, but that guy. Oh, the New Times? About. Yeah, but in the Broward edition. Well, how far up the street is Broward? Some, well, somebody will bring two us blocks. the New Times. It's like two blocks up the goddamn street. Oh, by the way, did they ever fix 441? Uh, it's on the other side now. But going northbound, it's okay. Yeah. All right! 
right, yes! Oh, my God! They finally fixed freaking 441 going northbound from here. It only took, what, about six, seven months that they had that thing blocked off? It's one of those deals. Like, even if I wanted to get my oil changed up there at the mobile, uh, you know, I, you can't get there from here anywhere. Under any, uh, Maybe by helicopters, you know, you'd have to drop your car in from the sky with a skyhook. So we can't find the right new time. See, that's the, that's the bitch about being in Dade County. There is nothing for English-speaking people in Dade County. There's absolutely nothing here. Everything has to be, if you're, uh, if you're south of the border, then, yeah, right, because uh, forget it. Anything you need, anything that's in your language, you have to go up a few blocks uh, in order to f find it and get it. I mean, Broward County, we may have a lot of old people, a lot of, uh, you know, naval lint, uh, flying around in the breeze. But Broward County, boy, thank God for Broward. That at least it's close and we can live there. Here's Homestead. Hello. Good morning, sir. How yes, sir. You? Okay. Got a couple of things. One you don't want to hear about. Go ahead. Um, I'll listen to anything today, sir. Okay. At least briefly, anyway. Uh, don't call me, sir. I'm so pissed off about that Dr. Bernstein guy. Fired I, could, up. I, I hope that I hope Dr. Bernstein gave him a blueberry enema. Oh, God. Man. Like a, what a pussy. A he won't call and tell us on the air whatever his experience was. Pop-tart blueberry. Sitting here dying with diabetes, and this guy won't call with the answers. No, he'll call. He'll call. Uh, no, he have, will not. Have, have faith. He will call. Now, he won't call. He told George he wouldn't go on the air again. Ah, uh, well, he, he'll he'll butch up. He'll, he'll call. Pussy. All right. About the music show the, yesterday? Yeah. You missed a song that you should identify with, as I do. Bob Seger, Fire Lake. Fire Lake? Yes. Lake of Fire song. Bob Seger and Fire Lake? Yes. I don't even know the song. I thought I knew every song Bob Seger ever did. You missed it. I've been once uh, had lunch with his drummer. That's about <laughs> who was his drummer? I have no idea. Nor does <laughs> <laughs> anyone else. Right. Anyway, second thing. Um, Fire Lake? Yeah. Great song. Okay. Great song. Maybe if I heard it. It was one of those if I heard it, I would know it. Yeah, but you probably think about it, you know, the Lake of Fire and all that stuff. Um, it's like the weight, you know. I there's another song. Great I know the, song. I, I, song. I know the song, but I never knew the name of the song or the group. Because it was a one-hit wonder, you know. Ten groups did it. I don't know who the first one was. It was. Uh, but anyway, mo moving along. I don't, don't want to okay. do music again. Why I don't you, want to do music again. Please. Why are you moving studios? Why don't you stay in the studio? You're because in? then they would have to continue paying rent for these uh, rooms here on the second floor, and this being the cheapest goddamn place. Do you do you think they're going to pay one extra dime of rent no. for uh, here on the second floor? No. No, of course not. Okay. I so they're going to jam us all up there on the third floor, and, and you know they're going to be sorry. It's not going to be pleasant. This has been at least relatively pleasant, even with the crappy equipment and all the technical problems. At least we've had our own little uh, fiefdom down here. Exactly. But once we're all up there with those little Nazis running around, there's going to be hell to pay. It's going to be real, real unpleasant. I mean, oh. as it is now, if I'm lucky, I see Greg Reed about once every two weeks, which is a lot too much. But it keeps me in a, it keeps me showing up every day. So, in other words, they're going to dismantle the studio you're in now. Right. And you're going into some. Well, it didn't take much to mantle it in the first place. <laughs> Believe me, if you, could, if, you, if you could see the paper mache walls they got, in addition, the only thing it took was my lawyer threatening to take them to court to force them to do this. That was the hardest part, not building it. That and the chewing gum, too. I'm serious. That's what it took, was threatening to sue them to force them to do this because one of their empty promises, just like all the promotion you see that we don't get, which is in my contract, which I see, they wear you down. That's the whole philosophy is we'll, we'll wear down the resistance, and they'll just say, who gives a crap anymore? So I don't even say anything to them about the promotion and what it says in my contract because after seeing the spot campaign they ran last year, who wants to do that again with the 20 pounds of pancake makeup, which is probably why I'm sick from that crap.
That's probably what it would I been. think so. I think it's I'm going to sue somebody. Well, you'll be fine. I think it was Ranieri's kid. Don't move. Don't move. Trust me. Stay in the studio, sure. Okay, have a great day. I think he's out of material. I'm, I'm waiting. I'm sitting here very patiently listening to see if he's – because I'm, I'm taking all the stuff I got. I'm tearing it up. Even that letter about Monica, that wasn't the Sun Sentinel anyway. Another horrendous letter to the editor, but it wasn't the Sun Sentinel, not the Herald, so it's not as much fun. The one thing I won't tear up, though, that makes me feel really good. Oh, God. Here's the one ray of light in an otherwise very depressing day. Lester from the diner is dead. Hank Meyer is dead, and nobody in this audience even know who the hell that was. See, I don't believe that. I bet you there's people out there that were real tight with Hank Meyer and Meyer Lansky. You don't know. Not that there's any connection there, but I'm just mentioning since their name was both Meyer. But the best story that I've read in ages on the business news section this morning, and the headline says, Paxson's losses widen. Oh, yeah. I was sitting there this morning. Oh, wow. I saw that, and boy, did that open up new avenues for me. Yep, there's another one. West Palm Beach-based Paxson Communications said its losses from continuing operations widened to $89.5 million in 1998 from $36.5 million in 1997. Oh. Let's hear it for Buddy Bud. Paxson launched its family-oriented Pax TV program. By the way, how's that Republican industry stock doing, Wayne? Paxson launched its family-oriented Pax TV programming in August, which helped to expand revenue to $134.2 million uh, from 88 point in 1997, a $254.7 million gain on the sale of Paxson's radio assets made final income of 214.7, but that was like bogus. Company President Jeff Sagansky said he expects advertisers to expand use of Pax TV in the future because it has delivered a growing audience levels with solid female demographics. He said the networks now have 54 of the largest network advertisers, up from 35 at the end of last year. Paxson's stock, wait till you hear this. Paxson's stock was like between 11 and 13 all the while we were over there on the old IOD. Paxson's stock rose 19 cents yesterday to $8.31 on the American Stock Exchange. Oh! Yeah, let's hear it. $8.31. Another radio maven, another broadcasting mogul. Like I told you, guy got a lot of money with that home schlock network. It became dangerous. Destroyed everything in his wake. In fact, I think that would be that would be a real interesting conversation. Who is more incompetent? Who's a bigger bozo? We know who's got more money, but who's a bigger bozo, Bud Paxson or Greg Reed? Boy, that's an interest. We could do a whole series. We could do a 25-part series on that topic. Because one thing at least Paxson wasn't when it came to giving you stuff to work with was cheap. I've told you this before. We went into that new IOD after they sold the station, and they had equipment there that nobody in the right, that even uh, Luke Skywalker would be astonished with. Amazing stuff. Am I right? Stuff that we didn't need, that we would never use, but it sure was impressive. They didn't know how half of it worked. We had many disc players over there that, like, actually uh, real. You could actually read the cuts. Remember that? With real little computer screens on them, like the best that money can buy. We got ones here that, like, when you go to cue something up, like in the middle of that spot you were playing, the music starts. Yeah, there you go. By itself. Seriously. Neisner's, Woolworth's, you know that place, the dollar store. A lot of the malls have got one of those, like the sawgrass, the dollar store. That's what this place is all about, the frickin' dollar store. Here's a, a mobile in, oh, it's the Kishka lady, hello. Hi, Neil, how are you? Okay. It's been ages. Yeah, where you been? I've locked up working. Yeah. They don't allow me out in the daylight anymore. Mm-hmm. So I snuck out today. Um, a couple of things. Uh, I hear that you and I have uh, 
somewhat similar opinions about the uh, political uh, writer for the Sun Sentinel. You mean that asshole Buddy Nevins? That's the one. Yeah. That's the one. That homophobic you, little twerp, yeah. <laughs> did you uh, read what you said about Larry Smith, the ex-congressman? No, I, I don't read Buddy Nevins' column. Oh, After well, I did that thing about how we're supposed to feel sorry for Wayne and what a prick I am, uh, I don't read it anymore. Oh, God, he's amazing. He thinks that everyone should know the truth about, you know, everything before they decide to have Larry Smith act as a lobbyist on behalf of Broward County in yeah. Washington. Well, let, let me ask you this, since Buddy Nevins is so interested in the truth, how's that radio pedophile ring coming that he was reporting 10 years ago on the front page of the Sun Sentinel that was a total uh, figment of his own homophobic imagination and never materialized? How's that coming along? Right, and what about his betting down with lobbyists, huh? Uh-huh. Yeah, and he never reports that part of the truth, does he? And when they had the uh, the ordinance in Broward County, the uh, civil, uh, the domestic, uh, whatever, the partnership thing that went through, oh, only gay rights groups want that. Nobody else wants that. Guess what? It passed the next day, like, overwhelmingly. Sorry, buddy, yeah. you lose again. Homophobic right. little twit. You're not fooling anybody. Absolutely. What do you think about Wayne's son? Okay, have a great day, sweetie. i got to run. You too, though. Give Bye. Buddy a big kiss on that the bearded puss. Open line at Broward, all three in date. 5670560, oh, pound 560. Y2K? Why not 2K? Up to speed and ready to boot up Hank Goldberg. Weekday afternoons at 2 on Sports Radio 560 QAM. The Neil Rogers Show on 560 WQAM Miami, Fort Lauderdale. This station stands for nothing. It was a cold, steel, gray day. Brutal wind blowing in the direction of the sea. Freezing fast. Cheered with undying loyalty. Victory rested on the shoulders of one man, Napoleon Kaufman. He emerged on the field from the smoky bowels of the team locker room. Napoleon Kaufman. He was healthy and ready to do something. Throughout the annals of sports history, nobody did something better than Napoleon Kaufman. Napoleon Kaufman. He did something. All right. 1103 at 550 WQM, your sports and station. I'm going to the store last night about 6 o'clock. I'm in my car. The booster is just coming on, making those sounds that he makes a lot lately. Oh, God, lose some weight, please. So anyway, one of his earliest calls is uh, some guy, and I'm not making this up. Hey, uh, Boog, you know, I'm following this kid, uh, and, and the name, I, I know I'm exaggerating, but it was close to this. Uh, his name is Hyman Roth. It was very close to that name. And uh, I've been following him since he was like in elementary, he's got like in kindergarten, and he's got a great arm, and you think he's going to make it with the Marlins? And at that point, I wanted to like, kind of like steer the car off to the side of the road over to the shoulder there, you know, and just park it and just sit there and kind of like slump my head down on the steering wheel. Here's Davey. Hello. Pretty bad, isn't it? Yes, it is. Hey, Neil. Hyman Roth. He's got a great future. This kid can uh, heave it, man. He's heaving it. You should have heard the I guy. I felt like heaving. You should have heard the guy that called Mandich the other day saying, then don't send flowers, send the money to Joe's cancer center. That's how he would have wanted it. Yeah. <laughs> Anyhow, oh. you see 2021? How about, how about sending the money to his estranged son out there in uh, Northern California in that trailer park? <laughs> Did you see 2020 last night? 
No. no I was watching the Penguins game, sorry. Some punks whacked a fag and, uh, in the small town there, and uh, it's crazy. You mean Matthew Shepard? Is that what you're talking about? Yeah. Yeah. And, Some uh, punks whacked a fag? Yeah, and uh, uh-huh. this town is crazy. This state is crazy. Are you going to, if you will, with the dildos and this, is there any way we can pipe your show into Alabama with, with this the, month? With the dildos? Ah, the women can't buy their dildos now you were talking about a few weeks ago in uh-huh. uh, Alabama. Yeah. What are we going to do about this? How about if we just send the uh, dykes from Alabama all to uh, Wisconsin <laughs> and then to North Dakota? How about if we just send you where you belong, okay, pal, like on a desert? Like Alcatraz would be good, asshole. Moron. Just a total, absolute moron. Yeah, some guys whacked a fag up there. And yeah, that's a real news story, too, by the way, sir. Glad you're finally catching up with the times. We have an open line in Broward, all three indeed. 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. I guess he just uh, marches to a different drummer. Here's Miami. Hello. Neil. Yes, sir. How you doing? Okay. Uh, you've been talking about music a lot, and that happens to be pretty much my favorite subject. And a few bands that haven't been mentioned that are the best. Okay, let's go to uh, Hollywood. Hello. Neil. Yes, sir. Hey, how you doing? I, I, I don't even ask. Yeah. I, I feel I feel like I got out of bed and I woke up and I was in hell. Those people that said I was going to go to hell and die, this is it. I'm in it. I'm in it right now. You're the only call on the board, sir. This is it. Okay, this well. This is a medley of my life. 23 years and uh, 11 days of my life in this town. You're it. You're a medley of my material right now, sir. Take all the time you want till the commercial break. Okay, well, um, I'm I'm a big sports freak, right? But yeah. I, I can't I can't take listening to sports talk all, all day. These guys are so repetitive and ridiculous. And what makes them qualify? Uh, for, forget, forget about that. But the stuff that you hear people talking about is such minutia. It's a miracle that we get the ratings that we do on this station the rest of the day because how any person in their right mind with any kind of a life wants to hear about somebody that nobody ever heard of before on and on and on about some nine-year-old kid with a great arm who if he lives long enough is going to be a great pitcher someday. What? What is that? What is that? Yeah, and... Plus, half of half the show is commercials anyway. No offense to QAM, and then but we got to hear about the board ops and how they're going to go out to the titty bar and they're going to get laid. And I mean, well, what is that? What does that have to do with anything? I mean, who cares about that? Yeah. More power to them. But you see, they got to get on there. It's like, like George said to me this morning before we came on here. We were talking about that. It's part of this whole gay club, this whole syndrome that exists here. You know, this this sports bar without a microphone and everybody showing each other how macho they are and patting each other on the butt. You know, <laughs> it's crazy. It's it's embarrassing. You like the funny like Bob Costas thing. Man, you are one funny guy. I got to give you credit, man. Yeah. You crack me up and all. Yeah. Uh, thank God for me, I'll tell you that, because I'll the rest you, of the 20 hours a day, this station is the most boring piece of turd I've ever worked oh, on man, in my the, life. The first team is the most. I'd rather hear the sheik squeaking for 10 hours every day. You know, at least I, it's uh, <laughs> something. I don't mind Hank every now and then if he doesn't have an attitude. Or... Yeah, if, as long as he's not put one of those long press conferences on her. That, that just that makes me uh, frost my ass when he does that. Yeah, he's got an attitude. He thinks he's king. Well, that's okay. I like Hank when he's got an attitude. Um, no, but, uh, yeah. I, if I you like work for these people, you'd have an attitude too, pal, believe me. Yeah, and one thing about the Panthers, man. It's hard. This Who? Team, the Panthers. Oh, yeah. I remember yeah. them. This team is like one one night great and the other night they're yeah. they're horrible. Well, they're a 500 team. They're mediocre. Without Pavel Bure, they're just another mediocre team. They're boring. 
That, yeah. game, that game in Boston. I never had one call about it yesterday. I haven't seen a oh game that dry. I could have sat there and uh, and done my nails, watched nail uh, uh, polish dry. It would have been more exciting than watch that they crap. Didn't have any, they had one that that mountain that that save he made on sale that was some save though. But he should have lifted the puck a little, maybe you know. Yeah, it was a wide open. I mean, and, and they're still bellyaching. Oh, they're going to complain to the league about that second goal. I hate to break the news to you, but once they got the first one, the game was over already. Because <laughs> if you don't score any, you can't win the game. I know that comes as a shock to the BM and TM boys, but if you don't score any goals, you're not going to win the game. So you can whine and cry, and the referee was bad. I'm going to tell you something. They make me sick to my stomach with that bellyaching attitude of theirs. They got a real crappy attitude. Yeah, but they, with Burry in there, I think they could do pretty good. Yeah, with Burry in there, but, uh, you know, by the time he gets back, it's going to be, uh, this guy gonna they're going to be, be lighting like the every, candles already. Is this guy going to be hurt like every other week? No, I, I hope mean, not. Because without him, man, it's Without him, we suck. That's right. They're, they're Tampa Bay. Well, listen, pal, have a great okay, day. Okay, Neil, Neil Say Scott. Say hi to that kid with a great arm. Okay, I love Goldie, by the way. Okay. Not. Okay. <laughs> oh, what is he, what's he talking about? Goldie, I fucked him up. Yeah. <laughs> See that, that that's all you need to hear is guilty. That's all you need for like uh, thirty seconds. That tells you everything you need to know about sports talk. Hey, that kid that's playing over there for Northside Dakota State, boy, he's great. He's gonna be here. He's a real comer. We have an open line of date four hundred and Broward five six seven. I'm sorry that I'm in such a surly, sour, crappy mood right now because when I sat down here about two and a half hours ago, I was in a decent mood. Considering I was sick as a dog, but I should be getting used to that. In fact, that's really what Dr. Mark said. You know, after you have this for about five, six months, whatever it is, which we can't figure out, you get used to it. You know, it's like somebody chopping off your leg. It's uncomfortable for a while, but after a while, you get used to it. Right, Dr. Mark? See, if he was like, if he was, I don't want to go into it. I don't want to even say it because he's not. In fact, that, all those doctors that I've been talking about, they should come over here. They fit right in with Greg Reed because when you come right down, they just don't care. That's That's it. We want the money, but we just really don't care. We'd like you to think that we care, but not not enough to really uh, do anything. I want to bang you in the butt, honey. Okay. Gelsey, Gelsey, talking on a sports show, trying to be macho. Your voice sounds just like a seven-year-old girl, a little sports whole shill. What else are you there for? Gelsey, Gelsey, talking like a baby who needs a little training. Why can't you understand? You don't sound like a man. Remove the rubber band that choke your throat. Come, Gelsey, Gelsey, Gelsey. Geldy, your lucky management don't care. Cause Geldy, you don't belong there on the air. And Geldy, the sports can't wait till your voice cracks. Cause anyone who sounds like that should find another job. And they should only take you back when both your BBs drop. So Geldy. When you're gonna grow up, you make us want to throw up. You silly, squeaky fool, go to broadcasting school. Your pretty Juventus voice makes you sound like a hut. You're a hut. Yes. You're a hut. Number 16 at 560. 
Here's our last call. Here's Miami. Hello. Miami, yes, sir. Uh, how are you, sir? First okay. Yeah, you know, what about um, Rocco Sofredi? Are you a fan of his? Rocco Sofredi? Yes. He's a porno star. Exactly. Am I a fan of his? Yes. He's okay. Okay. Um, are you? Yes, I am. Yeah. Okay, and uh, the other thing was um, Ted Nugent. I know you were talking about the music. Fan yes. Of Ted, fan of Ted Rocco Nugent. Rocco Cifaretti, Ted Nugent. What about uh, Fulgencio Batista? Are you a fan of his? Oh, yeah. He's down there in 22nd Ave. Yeah, right. He's selling... Uh, okay, well, say hi to Fats Domino in the park, okay? Okay, that's our calls for today. That's what you got. You visitors, anybody visiting town, that's what it's all about. What you just heard the last hour and 15 minutes, that's it. That's a medley of their material. Somebody faxes me this. Thank God for whoever faxed this, by the way. And isn't that interesting? Sinatra, he was Italian. I mean, I love my Italian friends, but, uh, you know, Sinatra had a few mob ties there. Frank Costello, Joe Costello. Jolt and Joe refused mobs Cuba offer, okay? He resisted. He kept his honor. Oh. There you go. Joe DiMaggio, one of the 20th century's most revered heroes, it says, <laughs> even with that ugly face and the bad teeth, was once interrogated in the investigation of a notorious mobster. The Manhattan District Attorney's Office interviewed the Yankee Clipper when it was investigating the 1957 murder of Albert Anastasia. Remember that great song, Anastasia, by Pat Boone? The nefarious head of Murder Incorporated. From that interrogation, it's clear that DiMaggio seems to have hung out with a lot of people in the racket, says Bill Bastone of The Smoking Gun, a website that posts documents such as lawsuits and arrest records. The Smoking Gun obtained the DiMaggio interview through the Freedom of Information Act and is now making the interview available to the public for the first time in its site. During the interview, DiMaggio told investigators of meeting Anastasia through Paul D'Amato, who, according to federal records, was a mobster. Mobster. DiMaggio also told his interviewers how Joseph Salese, a.k.a. Joe Rivers of the Traficante family, asked DiMaggio to front for a gambling operation in Cuba. DiMaggio nixed the idea. I told him that due to my image in the eyes of the American youth, I can't venture into gambling whiskey and cigarette endorsements, Jolt and Joe told investigators. He kept his honor. Let's hear it. He resisted. Although he didn't, you know, didn't endorse cigarettes, he just smoked them instead, and now he's dead. I still don't understand that, why nobody in the media, you know, you, you just don't step on the toes of those icons, those Teflon icons. Why nobody points out the fact that the reason he got lung cancer in the first place was because he was a chain smoker, smoked all those faggots. He might have lived to 104. He might have lived to 124. He would have been perfect for South Florida, especially Hollywood, except for smoking those damn faggots. Wound up with lung cancer. All you kids out there, I mean, there's a great message to be in there, but are we hearing anything about it? No. no. All we hear about is uh, we're changing the names of streets and we're paying tributes and he was this. That, that's all we hear about. I mean, that could be something really positive since he was uh, so c- concerned about kids. Here's a mobile in Coral Springs. Hello. Ted Nugent, is this guy dreaming? I, I, we're not doing music again. What? I what, know, but what, I'm just on hold. Why audience like... always a day behind? Well, I mean, a couple well, of lines. Well, he's into Rocco He's watched too many porno movies, this guy. That's his problem. Well, I'll tell you, I heard your lines were clear, and I said I'll call the you. Lines, sir, the lines here today are as dead as a doornail. I have never, every week it gets office. worse and worse and worse and worse and worse. And thank God that I motivate myself to get out of bed and come in the morning because I need, I need, I, I see that light at the end of the rainbow. It's a long tunnel, but I see it down there. You know, I got the days on the calendar marked. It's there. Just keep holding it. I'm holding you know, I'm it. Being from Boston, right? Yes. And here I'm rooting for the Panthers the other night, watching them play. Why, my why would team. you be rooting for the Panthers being from well, Boston? I've been here 15 years, you know, and I followed the Panthers since day one. But yeah. I mean, it made that game made me sick. To my, I'm like, what am I rooting for? That wasn't a game. That was just an exercise that lasted about two and a half hours. That that was well, that was a pointless exercise. It was crap. 
Well, I might go they down there and sign up for the Panthers. Huh? I might go down there and sign up for the Panthers, make about a million a year. To hey, if you, if you lick Brian's ass, he'll probably uh, sign you a nice, juicy, fat contract. Hey, one last thing. I was in you go a, down there with, uh, a, with a Wayne Hypinga blow-up doll, you, you're in. You got it. I was in Publix in uh, Cooper City maybe two weeks ago. I always wanted to tell you this. Yeah. And I saw a real famous celebrity in there. Not me. And I think I pissed him off. No, Rick Sanchez. Oh, good. When I walked by, he had his cart, and I walked by, and I started singing One in a Million. I thought he was going to kind of laugh. <laughs> he, gave me the, he gave me the dirtiest look All I've right. ever gotten from anyone in my life. I love it. And, uh, and by the way, if you could throw that one on, I would love it. Okay, give him a big kiss for me, pal. Right on the record. Did we ever talk about those stories that allegedly he used to run around and drag in the morning on Channel 7 before he got married? I guess we did. We have it open on. No, seriously, there's a lot. Oh, boy, you talk about a place where there's some strange people. Now, broadcasting, most of us are strange, but I'm going to tell you, Channel 7. Woo-wee! Channel 7 has got the most amazing collection of bizarre people. We're not talking about women. But some of them are pretty bizarre, too. Wow. Not to mention my good friend Brian Andrews that called it. Nice going there, Brian. At least he cared enough to call into my anniversary. And by the way, uh, Adam still ain't interested. Here's a mobile in Bell Harbor. Hello. Hello. Yes, sir. Good morning, Neil. Buenos dias. I Happy took Thursday. my family to the forge last night. Yeah, I'm sorry to hear that. I am too. Yeah. What's wrong with that place? Meaning what? It's a uh, it's another uh, hype job. Yeah, it's the worst. It's a though. plastic joint. Yeah. What what is Miami coming to here? Anybody get shot in there while you were there? <laughs> no, it's not about that. Not about that. What was but, it? Um, what I'm was looking it for a, a nice area to live. What do you recommend for the family? Uh, a nice area to live. I think uh, probably uh, Boston would be good. A little on the chilly side. Take some warm uh, leggings and stuff. We have open lines in the date five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T wireless line. Man, you know something? This this is good. Speaking of music, the reflections. Oh, Romeo and Juliet, good record. But anyway, this this show is a mirror image. It's a reflection of this community. I've always said that, and it is. It is. And these, I, unless you spoon feed these people, the last several years, and like I said a minute ago, it's gotten worse and worse. Used to be, I remember the good old days, but most of those people are either dead or gone, or you know they're smart enough to get out. But now it's like uh, there there is nothing. It's a vacuum. It's either those, you know, the three little Julios that are busy playing with each other that are making up stories about whatever they're making up today. You know, it's them. Or it's the uh, the Julios with, you know, oh, my father's a priest or a, or a minister or a rabbi, something like that. Yeah, one of those stories. That's all we got. That's not this show. We're kicking ass on this show. This show is one of the only living things left in this town. Even I know that. But to listen to these people like this guy, I mean, what, what, is, what was that? It was like on a plate. No wonder they uh, stiffed him at the forge, huh? Well, that is a, that's not a good place. What? What do you what do you give me a look like that? It's not. And I, I don't care what anybody says. I mean, if you want to get sucked into the hype, more power to you. If you want to go and spend uh, you know a week's salary for a meal at Joe Stone Crabs or at the Forge, or if you want to go stand online with a bunch of old uh, you know uh, concentration camp mentality type people at the uh, uh, Rascal House, be my guest. No, seriously, that's the mentality. Those people are shoving the food in the mouth like they haven't eaten in, in years. They're standing outside. They're stealing the pickles and the rolls and doing that crap. So if that's your idea of a good time and a great meal, be my guest. 
We've got lots and lots of good places to eat in this town. I only wish I wasn't diabetic. And by the way, I'd sure like to hear about Dr. Bernstein. Am I going to hear about it? No. No. Because then I'd be eating up a storm, even being fat. If you're not diabetic, uh, you know, then you got a shot. Like, look at Boog Shabby. Man, you're going to get it, Boog. I'm telling you. Diabetes, you're going to have a high blood pressure, a stroke, coronary. I'm telling you, I'm not saying those things because I wish them for you. I don't, you know, I'm not a bad guy. But I'm trying to warn you. I'm trying to scare you now before it's too late because you are enormous. We've got a lot of fat people, like I've told you in this place, led by Josh Friedman. Although at least Boog smells better. Of course, <laughs> of course, so does what I left in the in the bowl this morning smell better than Josh Friedman. But nevertheless, that, and George isn't even smirking on that because he knows it's true. Because <laughs> he knows it has to be true. Seriously, I smell both. I, no, seriously, don't don't you wonder? Doesn't it ever cross your mind about whether the problem is not the staples and the oozing fat and all these, but just kind of like the slob factor is the word. The that comes individual. Out. The slob factor. Not the fat. Like maybe, maybe, maybe a little right guard. Maybe like a little, uh, you know, that uh, talcum powder. Something. Even like maybe a little, uh, you know, a little hygiene on the rectum would help. A rag on a stick. <laughs> rag on a stick. Hey, there you go. The Josh Friedman's new rag on a stick. Oh, here, get it here cheap. Let's do an infomercial. The hell with his show. Josh Friedman's rag on a stick. Wash your armpits with it. Wash your rectum. Yeah, everywhere. Behind the ears, behind the back. All that cellulite in the back of your legs. See, I would tell Josh Friedman to lose some weight, but he already has lost a lot of weight, and he's still disgusting. That makes no difference. He's still what he is. Nauseating. I wanted to uh, give you the real thing here, Neil. You've seen him on Channel 7 News. First, as a two-bit reporter. Now, as a two-bit anchor that wears more makeup than Tammy Faye Baker and Mary Kay combined, Rick Sanchez sings. <laughs> Hear the dulcet tones of the man who brought you Crime Check, Rick Sanchez. Rick Sanchez. Don't miss Rick Sanchez in his tasty face tour over Hialeah. It's one show you won't want to miss. Take for a good one. Rick Sanchez, he loves his audience. I accept you as a precious gift from God. Hey, Rick, how's Alberto San Pedro doing? I sure hope he's doing better than that guy you hit in the car. It's 11.32 at 5.60 WQAM. One call left on the board. We're going to the break. I got like five calls on there. I mean, you talk about manic, about up and down and up and down. I mean, this isn't just from like one hour to the next today. This is like from one uh, segment to the next, from one minute to the next. They're there. They're gone. They just don't have their hearts in it anymore like it used to be, like I said. Their hearts are not in this show. Ask not what the hell I can do for you. I threw all my stuff in a wastebasket that I wanted to talk about today, okay? Because these people are they're still stuck with yesterday, which was an extension from last week already. With the goddamn music stuff. Talk about a one note Charlie. Okay, let's talk about music, huh? Wanna talk music? No. No, that old lady will call in again, the old bag. She'll get psychotic. 
She wants to hear a Mitch Miller record. She wants to hear the Kirby Stone uh, 4, whatever the hell they were. She wants to hear Ed Ames. Here's uh, Cutler Ridge. Hello. Hello, Neil. Yes. This is Goldie. Yeah. Um, Neil, I don't want to talk about music either, but yesterday... I'll talk about whatever anybody wants to talk about. That's how desperate I am today. Okay. That's how That's how they've brought me to my knees today. Some putts called in and said Shania Twain was a slut and all yeah. this stuff. Man, I'm going to kick that guy's ass. Yeah. That's my woman, man. Is it really? It's definitely. I, I guarantee you, I'd be willing to bet money if you weren't gay, you'd be all over that. Yeah. What do you think? I'm going to tell you something. I was driving home from work yesterday, and there was a young lady walk out the school bus, okay? Mm-hmm. And just what you said, just she was about, I would say, 17, maybe 16. But no, seriously, she looked about 17, blonde. Right. And not and like uh, and I know George would have like gone nuts over this girl because she George likes big women like his wife you know she was not fat but like you know what I'm talking about yeah not big, Amazon but right but big. big a big young lady with like very ample you know you know all the right parts big and I, hooters, and, and big I, thought, and I thought to myself if I were of that persuasion boy I would uh, be stopping right now to find out uh, where she's going to be spending the rest of the afternoon yeah, there you go even though she's a little bit underage but she's getting older by the minute you know. <laughs> That thought did cross my mind. Have you seen that video that uh, Shania Twain does where she's uh, got her hair dyed red? No. And she's got this, uh, no. like, two top But I know she loves the Backstreet Boys, so how bad can she be? Woo! Right? Those boobies are hanging out. I'm going grin. Nuts! Hers are the Backstreet Boys. Oh, oh, no, no. The Backstreet Boys could definitely be a better, better big breasts. Yeah. All right, Neil. Okay, pal. Thanks, Shania man. Twain for president. There you go. i got news for you. she got a better chance than Elizabeth Dull. If there's anybody, seriously, you Republicans, I'm, re- I'm ecstatic. I'm happy. You made me very happy about it, okay? The idea that you keep wanting to put all these people in there that got no chance, they haven't got a Chinaman chance. In addition to which, they keep doing these polls. Oh, well, you know, Elizabeth Dole would be the Al Gore right now. I hate to break the news to you, but it's March 1999, okay? I remember when uh, Michael Dukakis, who had a perfect name, by the way, remember when he ran for president and the early polls? Oh, he was trouncing Bush, man. He was all over. He was like 185 points ahead. And when, yeah, he couldn't win a fixed election, Michael Dukakis. It turned out. So all these idiotic polls, like, does anybody really believe that uh, Elizabeth Dole could get elected? No. No, nobody believes that. But now the new deal is, you know, the husbands were stiffs, like Bubba, you know, he's embarrassed himself. Let's make Hillary senator from New York, okay? Let's make uh, Elizabeth Dole president. Then that way, you know, Clinton can uh, move into uh, another place and uh, live, like, you know, high in the hog in Albany there. Or no, I guess in Washington. That's right. You don't have to move anywhere. What am I thinking about? I'm thinking, let's make her governor. He deserves to be in Albany. And then let's make, uh, you know, and then Bob Dole, that's the only way Bob Dole will ever get in the White House, except maybe for lunch. We're talking mediocrity, baby, and you wonder why the public is just not interested. They're more interested in any anything else, anything that will help them kill some time, diversions, perversions, you name it. That's what they want to know from. You better remind me to uh, register to vote for the next election because um, by, by that, when it gets around to that time, I'm going to lose my enthusiasm for it. I think I might register too. Yeah, let's, let's register to vote for uh, to those of us who haven't been registered in years and years. Oh. Just to piss off that little twerp, Buddy Nevins. Okay. Here's a mobile in Hialeah. Hello. Neil. Yes, sir. This is Rick Sanchez. We're following a shocking development. <laughs> Bye, Maricon. Weak, weak. Yeah. Bye, Maricon. Yeah. Oh, it's so sad. It's so sad. We're just sitting here. We're picking lint out of our ass. We're so excited about what you just said. Very, very weak. Like I said, man, why, why couldn't we have Asians come here, busloads? I know we're very far from Asia, and it's kind of hard to cross the Pacific and get through the, uh, you know, uh, 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 Panama Canal and the whole deal. 
maybe they maybe they go, go down under underneath. What do they call it? Cape? Is it Cape? I always get confused. Cape Horn or Cape uh, Verde? Cape uh, Coral? Cape something? It's the Horn. Cape Horn. I mean, it's a long way to get here, but why couldn't we have had those? Yeah, I mean, I love the Asian people. They're so industrious and they're so polite and they're so bright and they're so brilliant. And there's nobody screaming about how we got to free China from the communists and about how they want to go back there. You they know, smell good. And they smell great. Oh, they're they're marvelous. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T wireless line. Very weak Thursday. I give you folks an F minus so far. Yeah, so far. I'm waiting. That guy called yet, by the way, with that uh, Burns? No. What? What are, what are you laughing about? The other guy promised me that that guy would call. Sir, you know something you've taken? It's like, it's like, like speaking of the Chinese, like I mentioned a week or two ago about reaching in, doing that phony operation, you know, the bloodless operation, where they do that sleight of hand crap and rip people off and charge them thousands of dollars for an operation that never took place, and they smear the chicken blood all over their stomach and make them think they had an operation. That's That's what it's like. When you got a guy that promises you something like that, that goes wherever wherever it was, wherever the hell Dr. Burns, I don't know where his office is, promises you information, he's going to share it with me, and more importantly, with all the people out there in the audience, was this guy the real thing? Is he full of crap? People are spending not millions, but billions of dollars to try to lose weight, to try to get their health back on all these herbal sub St. John's warts. I don't want no warts, but everybody and their brother is doing warts now because they think it's going to make it uh, make them feel better. And this guy refuses. He refuses to call and help us out with any, just with information. The call is free, sir. Here's Miami. Hello. Hi, Uncle Neil. Yes, sir. I don't know if you got a chance to see Extra last night. They had uh, Jerry Falwell's cousin, his gay cousin. No. Oh, but he was just discussing, you know, Jerry's. What, what show was this on? Extra. Another trashy tabloid. Crap. Oh, I don't know. I didn't. Didn't see that. I just I just paying through it. I saw Tiki Winky, so I had to stop. Yeah. So, but it was really funny because he was he was discussing uh, Jerry Falwell and had the fact that you know that he doesn't have an an agenda being gay and he turned out he was he was in the Advocate Men magazine naked. I don't know what Jerry's thinking about that. Yeah. But uh, it was it was actually pretty funny. Uh, also, in closing, to to the guy who called, I, I think Jerry takes it up the ass. You know what? I really do. Of course. I think he does. Of course. You know, and Swagger and all those guys. Mm-hmm. Of course. Um, and, and, and I don't resp- know about Jimmy, but I think Jerry does. In response to the guy who called, about, I, I called yesterday about Shania Twain. One, if if you had a real girlfriend, you wouldn't have to be fantasizing about Shania Twain. You wouldn't have to go any further than your right hand for your girlfriend. And it's like it's like all these sports nerds that we got on this radio station. If they had a real girlfriend, they wouldn't have to keep her running to the titty bars and talking about on the air. That's right. And two, you know what I'm saying, Corey? And, and two, I mean, why doesn't Corey have a girlfriend? He's not a bad looking guy, huh? He's a uh, you know, I got about a seven and a half on a scale of four hundred. He's not you know. I'd also be more than happy to go, go in the ring with that guy, beat the crap out of him so he could go home and tell his mommy and his boyfriend that he was beat up by a fag. Okay. Have a good day. See ya. No, seriously, I mean, Corey's not a bad-looking guy, you think? Yeah. I didn't say he was a great-looking guy. We don't have any great-looking people working on this radio station, but he he's not ugly. Huh? He's not fat. He's better than average. Right, right. That, that's exactly what I just said. Okay. So why these? See, I, th- I don't want to say who it was that uh, you know turned him on to all this uh, <laughs> distorted way of life, and far be it from me, you know. That was fun. Yeah, to uh, you know have to come on a year and announce every goddamn titty bar that he went to. Who cares? I- I'm listening to Boo going uh, to the store and back last night. I've got to hear about Corey's uh, sexual exploits, which, quite frankly, Jesus. Although it was more interesting than hearing about the kid with a great arm who's eight years old, Hyman Roth Jr. I swear to God, somebody maybe somebody will call and tell you the name of this because uh, it's a real person. And I think his name is Hyman. I think that was the right part. Or maybe he's got one. 
I already have a homosexual relationship with Neil, so I might as well have one with you, too. All right. So who's got bigger uh, boobs, by the way? Shania Twain and Josh Bigger. It's uh, 13 till noon at 560 QM. By the way, speaking of Boog Shambi, as I was moments ago, yeah, I forgot the highlight of this uh, trip to the supermarket. See, if I turn the radio on, I don't have my CD in there immediately and actually hear a little bit of the station. It's always an adventure. There's always something to talk about. He starts out before he went into his movie reviews because he was on against the NCAAs, knew he wasn't going to get any calls and was desperate, and before talking about Corey and the titty bars. He starts out by talking about Joe Torrey of the Yankees, you know, who's got uh, prostate cancer. And he goes into that. And, of course, anybody who's like, even if you don't know baseball or don't know exactly who Joe Torrey is, you don't wish uh, any evil on anybody unless they did something bad to you. So we all wish the best for Joe Torrey, okay? People like him. He's a good guy. Never stole a freight train, et cetera. But he goes through this long, syrupy thing. And he says, oh, well, I'll say a prayer or two to the big man upstairs. And I thought, is he talking about Josh Friedman again? Or Jeff High, which big man upstairs? Oh, how'd you like to give him an elevator with those three? 
Boogie, not one of these elevators. We got the crappiest elevators, man. There's like every five minutes breaking down like your copying machine. Boog Shambi, Jeff High, and Josh Friedman. Talk about the weight. Going down. Talk about suck the fat off my fanny. Going straight. This is the elevator that can't go up. It only goes down, right? Woo! Like Kathy Willis, it only goes down. Two open lines a day, just like Bob Dole before he took the Viagra. 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. The big man upstairs, let's say a prayer. Now, let me ask you something. If there's a big man upstairs, how come he let Joe Torrey get prostate cancer in the first place, you fat orange-haired asshole, you idiot? Why do they feel compelled to say these idiotic, moronic things? Why do we have to go through this idiotic exercise? All of these things. Right. What's, what's the point? Say a prayer to the big man upstairs for uh, Joe. Let's hope he's got a good doctor. That yeah, that you really need a prayer for that. I wish I had one. You know something? I don't even wish I had a good doctor. I wish I had a doctor. Period. Not a good doctor, just like a real doctor. Just period. Just for a little while. And you wonder why doctors commit so much suicide? Here's a mobile in Homestead. Hello. Uh, Uncle Neil. Yes, sir. Uh, yes, sir. A uh, comment and a question. Uh, first, on uh, probably that uh, baseball project that uh, caller called you, and then. I think his name is Buster Hyman. Buster Hyman, yeah, uh-huh. Yeah. Old. And, uh, really question, old. I'm sorry. Yeah, question, I am too. Question on, uh, on Joe D. The other day, listening to uh, Manage, when he was filling in for Goldberg, there was a comment he made. He said that uh, the module had, supposedly, in every introduction he ever had or any tour there or presentation, he would always be introduced, and he had a stipulated in the contract as the, uh, what, the world's greatest baseball player. I, was kind of I don't believe it. Yeah. Yeah, it was shocking to hear that. And, uh, and they, they always said the world's greatest living baseball player. Well, maybe. Yeah, that's possible. Uh, I don't know about that. I think there's a few others that could be disputed. With no, no, I, no, I'm not talking about that, but I'm just saying the, the phrase they did use to introduce him that way because they showed about 7,000 clips of it this last since he croaked. That's incredible. Yeah. That's incredible. And in closing, I can only say as far as uh, Joe Torres, unfortunately, but I think tonight uh, the, the five families in New York are holding a rosary for him. Okay. Thank you. Do you reject Satan? I do. We have an open line in Dade 1 in Broward, 5670560. The world is loaded with hypocrisy. What a bulletin, boys and girls. Yes, Virginia, there are a bunch of hypocrites out there who say, you know, whose motto is, don't do as I do, do as I say. By the way, did you know there was a Puerto Rican mafia in Springfield in the Midwest out there on the guiding light? Well, seriously, I mean, there's a, there's only one family. That's the best part of it is there's a couple of, uh, you know, a couple of hunderlings who were like, uh, got busted the other day because the uh, new Michelle, the new uh, young clone Michelle, whatever she is, that that show is just all over the place. Just unbelievable. Must be everybody turned it off because I don't get any calls on it anymore. Especially since Hart died. You know, all those desperate women out there. Since Hart croaked, they're gone. All off of that show. I guess Billy ain't fooling them, huh? Here's a lady in in Cutler Ridge. Hello. Okay. She doesn't like the show at all. She thinks it's full of, she said, but her husband listens a lot. Thank you, sweetheart. I hope, sir, I, you know, I hope that you get a wild, bloody case of diarrhea that keeps you on the throne for months, okay? Because you sound dangerous to me. You sound like a real miserable bitch that would actually take the trouble to make the phone call to tell me you don't like the show. Find something else to do, okay, sweetheart? Is he holding you at gunpoint? Is that it? Yes. Good. Maybe we'll all get lucky. Two open lines in Dade, 5670560, pound 560. Foul-mouthed spick bitch. That's what we had right there, okay? What are you looking at me? She was a spick. She was a spicket. No way. Yes, she was married to Freeway. 
not no way freeway. You are so defensive, man. Well, what's wrong with you? I have to talk about a hypocrite. You put on such a big act. I've mentioned this so many times, and I'll mention it again and again because it bears bearing out. You you pretend you put on this big denial like you're not a professional Cuban. But if anybody, I didn't say she was Cuban. I said she was a spick. She was, she was none of the above. She was uh, from uh, uh, Ecuador. Now you don't know nobody from Ecuador, do you? There was no accent there. Do you know anybody? There sure as hell was. I knew people from Ecuador. Sure. Okay. How about Uruguay? I'm a what? A bira. I'm oh, speaking of Yogi. Here's Boca. Hello. Boca. How about pressing the button, dummy? Okay, I tried it. Hello. Hello. Yes, sir. You know, Neil, I like your show finger. a lot. But, you know, I really love your show. But, I like yeah, the music but, thing. Here we go, button. When you start this bitching, yeah. I mean, I. You're a habitual bitcher. Yeah. And I swear so, to God, so, that rat so, so, so let me ask you this, then. What do you like the show for? I, I love if it I'm, when if you're I, talking if, about if, all kind of things. If, if I'm, sir, bitching, sir, you're sir instead of just screaming and screaming with your rednecky sounding voice, why don't you tell me why? Because since I do it all the time, you love it, don't you, sir? You love it. You suck it up. And the show, too. You know what? I think you're right. Okay, thank you. Well, that was, I like this guy. That was easy. He only listens to hear me, bitches. Who wants to talk about music? It's boring. Oh, this is the best. No, they're the best. I mean, it's like I said the other day, it's subjective. If you like it, don't you know? Don't expect the rest of the world to validate your opinion. If you like that music, even if everybody knows it's crap and they laugh at you, listen to it. That's all. Everybody's so worried about what everybody else thinks. That's your biggest problem, folks. You're too concerned about pleasing the goddamn Joneses and the Smiths and the Rabinowitzes. That's the goddamn problem with this freaking world. I don't give a crap what anybody thinks. So sick and tired of all these pussies out there, all these little emotional weaklings that are so concerned about being va- like uh, Greg Budell, you know. Does everybody really hate me? Do they all hate me? Yeah, we hate you. Yes. Yeah. In your case, it's not paranoia, Greg. It's real. Maybe it's that first name, okay? As in Greg Reed. Oh, oh what a good week this has been. We haven't seen him at all this week, have I, down here? Yeah, you have up there. George had to go through a Rumpelstiltskin jumping up and down a song and a dance so that we can get a lock on our door in the studios upstairs on our great new studios so they don't run away with all our stuff up there. I'm serious. Ricky Martin is gone. I mean, who the hell would steal Ricky Martin, La Copa de la Vida? That was here. I went home. I thought maybe I took it home. What the hell would I take it home for? Would I listen to it at home? No. No chance. And don't even have a naked picture of him on there. Who the hell wants that? Here's Miami Beach. Hello. Hey, Neil. Love your show. Yes, sir. What a run of cars you've had, huh? I like that last car, though. He was good. <laughs> Anyways, listen real quick. I don't want to waste your, your valuable time. Yes. Like you're stacked up with callers. Yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, I'm stacked. I have a young daughter, and it's driving me crazy because life is very much to be enjoyed. Enough with this, with all this, this, this bull crap around. But I have not seen one media coverage this week about the stupid cellulite pill from this perspective of, you know, how am I supposed to raise my daughter to enjoy her life, to not have to be perfect, to not have to have breast implants? That right. If she gets... Just tell, her she, just tell her if she sees it on television, it's full of crap automatically, okay? Just tell her that right up front. It, it, it's ridiculous. You have to be perfect. The idea, well, not only that, but the idea that you could take a pill and it's going to, like, melt away the cellulite. What kind of idiots are doing this? Millions of people now are going to go out there rushing to their drugstore to buy this in their supermarket to buy this crap exactly. so that the sundown vitamin people can make millions of dollars and goose their stock up or whatever. It, it, it drives you crazy. You try to teach intelligence and everything, but none of that matters anymore. Nothing. Crap. How you look. Well, if you just stand naked in front of your daughter, I'm sure she'd understand that nobody's perfect. Ah, uh, maybe. Okay, have a great day. <laughs> Whatever you say, yeah. 
Oh, boy. Yeah, they're not narcissists out there, are they? You think so? Yeah. No. See, it's always a good idea, like Dracula, don't get too close to the mirror. We have an open line of date one in Broward. What, what are you eating? I thought you had a shallot in there. You're eating pasta or something. Oh, that's lettuce. Oh, those are the onions. Oh, onions. Thank not, you, Chuck. Not, not the real super spicy onions. No, these are very mild. Oh, that's what I need. What? He'll come over. Oh, Chuck, you're damn right he'll come over for me. My good buddy Chuck over at the sub-center on the corner of Ivesbury Road and 441. F&A, baby. He'll be over here in a heartbeat. Want one? I want one. And a salad, too. I want, uh, you know what I want for lunch? How about Brendan? What? I'm gonna, let me tell you, when we go upstairs, if somebody steals this picture, then then I will not come in. Then I'm going to go home and sulk. And maybe it's a very flattering picture. Maybe you don't really know that look that good. And nobody in this audience knows uh, Brendan Barmer from uh, where do you go to school? Whatever. Or maybe they just don't want us to uh, share. They don't share. We're going to have Palmetto High. Maybe it's a flattering picture. So who cares? I'll keep it right here, close to my heart. set the all-time record for the most bleeps that George had to put into a uh, thing. We have two open lines at date, 5670560, pound 560 in mobile one line. Hank Goldberg from Vegas, where you can be sure he's plunging his guts out. He'll be on at 2 o'clock with his NCAA preview. Are we all fired up about the NCAA on this show? No. No. How about that print? You know, Princeton was playing Georgetown last night, and I saw a couple of minutes of that game. You had a bunch of all-white kids playing all Schwarzes. It was the, the Schmoes and the Anglos, and I'm pretty sure the Anglos won. Oh! Well, I mean, they were way the hell ahead. Let me take a look. Let me make sure. I don't want to give misinformation out here because we never do that, do we? Well, a lot. This station's famous for it. Did Princeton win that game? Come on, somebody call in George real quick. Tell us who won that game here on your sports station. Who won that stupid game? Come on, where is it here? We don't care about the NBA. Where is the important stuff? Jeez, these newspapers, the Gators. Who cares about the freaking Gators? College basketball. Here we go. Where the hell is it? Where is it? Pages and pages and pages. NCAA, this high school. Here you go. Princeton holds off the Hoyas. 55-47. How do you like that? 
the Anglos oh. beat the Schmoes. Just thought I'd mention that in passing. Here's a mobile in Lauderhill. Hello. Hey, how are you doing today? Okay, sir. Hey, with all these good callers today talking about what yesterday's news about the music, you know what I think we should do? How about an Abe Lincoln show would fit right in? Hey, that's good enough for me, but how about an uh, hour devoted to Jim Mandich? Yeah. Were you fudge packing? Yeah. Okay, there you go. Open line, and he's talking about the other callers. Open line, Broward 2 and Dave, 5670560, oh, pound 560 on the mobile one line. Maybe that's what he had on his mind, what he just uh, <laughs> said. Here's here's a mobile in North Miami. By the way, that guy call in yet from the uh, Bernstein thing? Mobile in North Miami, hello. Mark Recky, oi. Yeah. No, there, another good call. There you go. They're loaded with it. Like I said, you're not fooling anybody, guys. You got no material. I'm going to, you know something, I'm going to do this every day because that other guy before admitted at the end of the call, now he was very agreeable. I liked him. He admitted that he listened just because I scream and bitch and carry on and moan. And believe me, the audience gives me ample reason to do it every goddamn day of my life. I'm not going to waste my time clipping stuff out and writing notes down here and talking about it. Forget it. Why bother? I'm just going to come in, whatever. Let's, let's see what you guys got, okay? We all know I got a small one. Let's see what you got. Which so far today is like a big fat oh. zero. Yeah, in fact, no, I take that back. In the minus column, what you got so far? 5670560, oh, pound 560 on the mobile one line. We don't even have anybody that knew who Hank Meyer was, much less Peggy Cass or the poor guy from Lester's Diner. You know something? If this was any kind of a town, we would have already had 5,000 calls about Lester's Diner. You know, the circle they're worried about. Forget the circle. That's not a landmark. Lester's Diner, that's a freaking landmark. That needs to be preserved for posterity. Don't let them build condos on that corner over there on 84. That's a freaking landmark, Lester's Diner. That's that's the real part of the heritage and history that we can relate to. Not some circle that a bunch of, uh, you know, barbarians uh, put out there uh, thousands of years ago. Right? Well, well, what's the big deal with that? A bunch of skeletons and rocks and uh, maybe there's a few Indian head uh, pennies out there. Huh? Let's go check before it's too late. Here's a mobile in Boca. Hello. Hey, no, we love you, man. Yeah. I don't really have any. Uh... Okay, thank you. Okay, we have an open line at Broward 2 and Dave. Five said, well, he said he didn't have any material, so why push him, okay? Why put pressure on this guy? He's got nothing. Hey, that should be our theme song today. The whole audience can get together on a count of three. We got plenty of nothing. Come on, let's hear it. That's your theme song today. I'm, I'm here to expose this town for what it is, a vast wasteland. There is no Miami. There is no Fort Lauderdale. There's only a bunch of bedroom towns. There's Pembroke Pines. There's Plantation. There's uh, Homestead. There's Kendall. There's uh, Coral Springs, Coral Gables, Coral Ridge, Coral Liss. Oh, speaking of Coral Ridge, by the way, I heard that one of those big shots up there takes it up to Rectum. two is what I just heard. Somebody was telling me about that yesterday. Wow. Man. Talk about uh, playing a fancy organ. Don't you go back to New York, you wop bastard. In the tradition of the disaster musical comes Andrew Lloyd Webber's Jews in the Attic, the Anne Frank Diary. You'll leave the theater humming those catchy tunes like No More Beans. I'm writing all this down. Don't flush till the Nazis go home. I'd turn in my parents for a stick of deodorant. It's Jews in the Attic, the Anne Frank Diary. CD available now. And she said, okay, 1214 at 560. Well, you, if you're on hold, you heard George with the first half of the story. Now, what does Crystal think about that? Oh, that was uh, your wife. I thought he was talking about somebody else. 
So anyway, let's uh, hear about uh, Corey and those titty bars, okay? I mean, that, that is just uh, astonishing. I mean, let's pray to the big water, uh, the big man up there in the sky. Oh, people who say that, they just, uh, you know, Boog, I thought you had a chance. You know, maybe it's not just a fat body. Maybe it's a fat head. I, I'm just nauseous when I hear people get on in public and say all of these things. Like, you know, because they have to pander. They think everybody wants to hear that. Most people don't want to hear that. It, it's laughable. Let's say a few prayers to that big man up in the sky here on Rock and Roll Sports Talk. Okay, here's the number one topic today. He does do that, doesn't he? Yeah, he's rock and roll talking. I like him on the Marlins, though. He does good work with the Marlins. Is a good... Now, why are you smirking? I'm serious. I don't uh, have a problem with Boog. Other than that, he does rock and roll uh, sports talk when he does that show. I like Boog. Great with the Marlins. See, the pregame show, he does excellent play-by-play. That's what he should be doing. Didn't I say this even when he was under the wing of that obnoxious Christina Moore, that jackass? That the sports talk show, that could use a little bit of work, okay? Now, is it just me or that movie I went and saw last night? Was that really a piece of crap or what? Come on, what do you think? Huh? And hey, Corey, who are you going to be screwing tonight? You getting any? No. Here's a mobile, mobile in Kendall. Hello. Hi, Neil. Yes, sir. Long-time listener, big fan. Um, I'm, All right. Because of you, I'm going to uh, Amsterdam on Wednesday. You're going to see Dr. Bernstein? <laughs> You're going to no. Amsterdam? And not unless he's there. Uh, listen, I was wondering, could you, uh, what is your favorite uh, hotel there? My favorite hotel? Yeah. The Barbizon Palace is my favorite hotel, but of course it's not for schleppers like you. Well, I'm I mean, if you got a few, it's not, it's not a. Uh, see, people call this show and they want to go to a place where they're going to get a hotel for seventy or eighty bucks a night. I don't. No, no, I'm thinking like hundred and fifty, something like that. Uh, yeah, that would be about right, I would say. Okay. Even, yeah. And uh, if not, if they're booked, uh, what else would you recommend? What else would I? Well, what do you want? You, you want a list of all the hotels in Amsterdam? Well, no, just uh, your second favorite, also. Uh, the, the Grand Krasnopolsky, the uh, Swiss Hotel, the uh, there's all kinds of good hotels. Okay, great. Thanks so much. Well, when, when are you going to be going? Wednesday. Oh, you never. Well, next Wednesday, and you haven't made a hotel reservation. What are you, some kind of a gypsy? <laughs> I hope not. Okay, well, have a good time at that youth hostel. You have a good time there, Pat. <laughs> Thanks, uh, that's where you're going to be Bye. staying. I, I, what kind of travelers do we have in this audience? I mean, I hate to break the news to you, but, I mean, we have a season here that lasts for about five weeks. Oh, the hotels are packed. Then, of course, the rest of the year, they're empty. I hate to break the uh, bad news to you, boys and girls, but going to a uh, European city like a major tourist destination and not making your hotel reservations long in advance. I mean, the last time when I was just this last vacation in Amsterdam, I couldn't stay at the Barbizon Palace. And I, I make my reservations months in advance. It was still booked up. Booked solid. And that's the way it is, like in a real tourist place where they have, like, real tourist, uh, you know, and where they have all those chain places for currency. I know that comes as a shock to you. You want to get – oh, and let me give you a little piece of advice, sir, and anybody else that's going to, like, go to Europe or any place else or South America. Do not, do not – they left the R out of Thomas Cook, okay? Don't change your currency with Thomas Cook rhymes with crook. Boy, do they rip you off. They give you the worst exchange rates, the worst. Now, when you go to, like, a real city, you don't have to worry about that because, like, in Rome or Amsterdam, you go out there in the streets and there are all these chains. You compare the rates. In fact, if you go to Amsterdam, let me give them a little plug. There's a place you'll never forget the name because it's called Pot, but that's with two Ts. No, seriously, that's the name of it. It's called P-O-T-T, Pot Currency Exchange. It's right right at the – almost connected to the Swiss Hotel on the Damrak, right between the McDonald's and the Swiss Hotel. Best exchange rate in the city. See, I'm giving you some information. What about the guy with Dr. Bernstein? See, he's just being a hard ass. He is. In fact, you know something? Maybe he, I bet you he made the whole thing up. 
He wouldn't know Dr. Bernstein from Henry Rothblatt, from the judge with the little mustache. I was thinking about that while I was shaving this morning, about all these years I've been on the air in this town and the stupid idiotic calls. Professor Henry Rothblatt, one of the great legal scholars of our time, dead now, unfortunately, many years. Well, written nine, co-written nine books, uh, law books with F. Lee Bailey. About a week, about a week, used to have Henry on the show all the time. He was great. And we go through our first hour, and we're talking about the crime and this and that and justice and Patty Hearst, whatever we're talking about. And then I, you know, give the numbers out because that's why I used to do those interviews. First hour I'd interview the guests. Second hour we'd take calls, and the last two hours I'd pitch the audience out. And it worked like a worked like a charm. First call, uh, Professor Rothblatt. My name is uh, uh, Sil Cohen. Do you remember that little uh, judge with a mustache in the Bronx? They used to work with you all the time. The, little, the one with the little mustache. And Henry looked at me, and I looked at him, and we both went, "Oi!" Like that. I, you know something? I could write a book. I really could. Easily. I could. What, what is that? Is that like some extra money so we can retire? Is that our final check? They're paying me off? Is that your stub? It's probably my uh, reimbursement check. Reimbursement for what? That dinner we uh, took the Knicks people out to dinner. You know, I think I have a, um, what do they call it? Abscess tooth. I called my dentist. I got a great dentist. I have no doctor, but I have a great dentist. I called her a thing this morning to make an appointment. Uh, uh, two weeks. And why is it that when you call a dentist, they're always trying to make the teeth cleaning appointment? That, that like, takes priority. I'll do that. I'll get around to that. But this is like, uh, you know, maybe not an emergency, but, you know, it's part of this whole thing I got. In fact, maybe it's what I got. It's like an abscess tooth or something. Two weeks from today, I got to wait before I can go to the goddamn dentist. But that's okay, sweetheart, because I know all the money is in the, in the cleaning. That's, where all, that's what George tells me. All the money is in the uh, cleaning. It's a scam. It's a big racket. And, boy, those those broads that clean your teeth at the dentist, talk about Ava Brown. Talk about sadists. The whole the whole goal is not, not worrying about your gums. It's to see how much blood they can get out of your gums. And they're just gouging and digging and scraping. And they got that big, even Captain Hook would be embarrassed by the stuff that they're doing with that big thing. In fact, there are a lot of dentists we hear who like to stick a big thing in your – okay, here's the North Miami. Hello. Hello, Neil. Yes? Hello. Okay, great. Open line of date. I'm not sure if that was going anywhere, but uh, he'll never find out. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on a mobile one line. Go back and uh, take a good enema, Geldy. By the way, Geldy, it's a uh, Dinus Zubris, okay, not Danius. I, you know, I don't, I don't want to nitpick with you because I know you pretend you know something about hockey. It's Dinus. I know it looks like Danius, but it's pronounced Dinus Zubris. Just, you know, get it right. Here's a Tamarack. Hello. Hello. Yes, sir. Neil. Yes. Uh, hi, I just want to talk to you about uh, your friend Niedermeyer. I had the privilege of being on about a year ago. And I... Okay, and maybe we'll do something with you. Okay, we have an open line in Dade 1 in Broward, 5670560. Oh, pound 560 on the mobile one line. That's all right. When lunch gets here, I'm playing Elvis the rest of the day. Okay, you want music? I got music. Everybody likes Elvis, right? Oh, yeah. Little preview. All Elvis. All freaking day. Come on, Elvis. Okay, let's do a uh, mobile in Kendall. Hello. Neil. Yes, good afternoon, sir. sir. Isn't that something? I mean, like Elvis Presley. Elvis Presley couldn't take Steve, uh, lick Steve uh, Tyler's rectum. Yeah, but he had nice hips. Did he? Uh, I guess. Well, I don't like him. Okay. <laughs> they don't look too good anymore. Anyway, I'm kind of a couple of things. First of all, thank you for uh, 
were mentioning the Farewell to God book. Uh, just Can you imagine if they had a picture of Elvis's penis on the Internet? Oh, oh my God. Well, I'm yeah. sorry. Anyway, I appreciate... Living this world would be going nuts. I appreciate the recommendation on the Farewell to God book. I just finished it a couple of days ago, and right. uh, I thought it was a fantastic book. Have you said goodbye to God? Uh, well, I, I did years ago, but oh. it was just kind of a... I don't know. It just was like an entertainment kind of read for me. You know, I mean, it it, it just re, kind of reinforced ideas I already had before. It was just common sense right. that anybody yeah. with a brain would understand that right. a man has invented all this nonsense. And I've got a lot of religion. Not a lot, but I've got a couple of... And by of the way, I, I was reading the doggy Bible the other day, and it says the dogs all go to heaven and man, he just rots in the ground. Yeah, well, you know how it is. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, that's not the main reason I called. Um... It's kind of a music thing, but not really, you know. No, I whatever really... you like, pal. If you want music, you got music. I mean, I'm not going to be picky today. These people are dead. I'm not going to be picky. Whatever you like. It's just I interesting about the uh, about you know how I do agree with you on a lot of the bands that you mentioned, and we do like similar stuff. But you you had mentioned something the other day when that guy was trying to be an Ojan provocateur about the uh, the do you know the drummer for Aerosmith right. kind of thing, right? Which but, he didn't know either, right? Yeah. And so who cares if it's Joey Reynolds? Right. You know, it doesn't matter. But the thing is that. You know, I, I related to the fact in, that... In addition to which, when did I ever say I was an expert on Aerosmith? Because I no, like to... That, that would be like my saying, I'm an expert on fish food. Okay, okay, what are all the ingredients? I don't know what all the ingredients <laughs> are. There's sugar in there, that's, that's about it. I don't know what the, you know, milk, sugar, that's all I know. But I, mean, I, I relate my love of music since I've been in the music business, I've worked in the studios, I've been in bands, I've been playing guitar yeah. and stuff for years and years. I kind of relate it to the same way that you love hockey and your passion for hockey. Well, that's fine. My passion for music. It's like, being, it's like being obsessed with it, being a student of it. I've never claimed to be that with music. Right. I'm not interested in any of that. Yeah, see, that, that's, that's my main thing. When I listen to you know, different pieces of music by bands or, or whatever, or composers in classical music, I, I've got this bad, terrible tendency of picking everything apart. So, like people you will know, say to me, oh, you like it. that song? It's so commercial. Right. So in other words, if it's popular, I'm not supposed to like it. You know, either I like it or I don't like it. Not because somebody else likes it, that's because right. I like the way it sounds. That's all. I make my own judgment. That's right. Most people can't do because they're weaklings. That's right. And, and I always see these people who just kind of go along with the trends, you know, just because their friends like it and stuff. And, you know, you'll ask somebody why they like it, and they go, oh, I don't know, a friend of mine likes it kind of thing. And that, that kind of drives me nuts a little bit, too. Yeah. But, you know, I just wanted to call and, uh, and just let you know that you're absolutely right. Everybody's got their own taste. You know, everybody's trying to, you know, verify their place in life by trying to convince everybody else of their taste and stuff, right. and it doesn't make any difference. Right. I mean, like we we can have 600 people in a row call in here and tell me I have crappy taste in music, and I couldn't care less. I don't care. I'm not interested. And in, uh, in closing, Neil, yes. I wish you would uh, write a book because I'd be the first in line to buy it. And uh, maybe you could smash a little tiny picture in the cover of uh, Geldy's BBs in there. Okay. Thanks, Neil. Have a great day. If he had any. We have an open line in date. Five, so yeah, I think I got an abscess tooth. You know, I think I for uh, this one right here. Or maybe it's one of these I'd have a gold crown on over here. Huh? I really do. And I'm going to sit around and wait two weeks to find that out? See, I should have told her because she said, well, you know, if it was uh, like something really desperate, I could get you in the – you should always say it's an emergency. You should lie a lot. I mean, it's not an emergency exactly, but it's close. And if it's maybe something in my teeth that's causing all of this stuff, then that would be great because certainly I've been to the community's leading doctors <laughs> over the last uh, several weeks, and they can't uh, figure out I'm, I'm as healthy as a horse, they tell me. I'm doing great. Yes, I've been to some of the most leading um, mental, I mean, physical institutions <laughs> in this town. I've been to Patch Adams U. I've been to Cleveland Clinic where they have those good ads on the uh, Panther games. See, if I were a hockey, you know, I was thinking that to myself yesterday. Who the hell was I watching on TV? 
some very real. Oh, Steinbrenner was talking about Joe Torre and his prostate cancer. And I was thinking to myself, if I were George Steinbrenner and I had the same, you know, the rash on the neck and the sore jaw and the headaches and the, all, all these are kind of like vague symptoms I've had for like the last two or three months. Would I still have them now, do you think? No. No. Because they would, they would, you know, the, they team of, and I got a few bucks. I'm not afraid to spend some money if that's what it takes. But like the, people that are important like that, which I'm not important, but people are like very important with mega money. They wouldn't uh, suffer like for three days with this. Do you follow what I'm saying? He'd have every goddamn specialist. They'd have like every test that's ever been invented. And in a week, they do whatever was the problem. They'd uh, strain his ass out. But I get, oh, wait another six or seven weeks, okay? Mark, how could you come on the air? It would be bad enough if you said that to me in private. I would still laugh, you know, or cry or both. But to come on the air and say, why don't you wait another six or seven weeks and see if you're still alive? A planet where apes evolved from men. I really, really want to Apologize for Monica. <laughs> I smoked marijuana and shot a load on Monica. <laughs> Monica is a woman who was an intern in the White House. Instead of taking memos, she took off her white blouse. I guess you could say I'm the talk of the nation oh. not a real good time for a family vacation oh. let me just say thanks for my high approval rating oh. it's good to know americans don't mind extramarital dating oh. i really really want to apologize for monica oh. i drank gin and tonica and then fed up on monica angry. I really thought I lost her. But I said if she'd stay with me, I'd shut up about Vince Foster. As for daughter Chelsea, I know why she's mad. She's a college sophomore but gets fewer dates than dad. You know I could have skated and escaped this big old mess. If Monica had been more careful about that residue on her dress, I really, really want to go apologize for Monica. She blew my harmonica and I blew my nut on Monica. I really, really want to go apologize for Monica. She blew my harmonica and I blew my nut on Monica. Twelve thirty one at five sixty WQAM. Hank Goldberg coming up at two from Las Vegas. God, I wish he were here and I was there. Man, do I wish I was in Vegas right now. What a great place. Got a big smile on your puss all the time. You're running around from this place to that place. You're losing your ass. You're always uh, happy. You're looking forward to the next great meal, the next great loss. We could do a week from there. Oh yeah. W E A K week. We're lucky we can get through a whole week here. Forget about going there. Hey, if they can't get us on the air, well, let me say let me say it again. We don't have a PD. See, in this business, they call the program director. It's PD. We have a PP, paper pusher. Oh yeah, well I'm going to get those morning guys straightened out. They're not going to keep backing that last eight minute spot break up against your show. And you know, yeah, that worked for what about a week? 
See, the problem is when a man is totally impotent, when he's been deballed and declawed by the general manager, and everybody knows that he walks around with no clout, no authority, and is uh, neurotic about it. I mean, uh, what's the point? It's a good guy, just impotent, useless. Here's a mobile in Fort Lauderdale. Hello. Hello. We need Steve Nichols. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I'm going to Amsterdam on June 28th. I want to know about from Schiphol Airport into the city. Schiphol Airport. Schiphol. Thank you. That's why I called you because you're. Sir, let me tell you this. Don't take a cab. It'll cost you about, with a tip, it'll cost you like 75 guilders, which is 37 and a half bucks. For six and a half guilders, that's $3.25. You, when you're inside, when you get uh, through the uh, customs, you know. You'll uh, ask somebody uh, because you haven't been there before, I guess, right? Uh, 1973. Okay, well, you wouldn't recognize it. You'll ask them where the uh, train uh, station is. Right inside the airport, there's a big train uh, station area, and you go and you buy your ticket. Tell them you want a ticket to Central Station. Okay? Yeah, I remember that. And the trains leave like about every 50 or I mean, right on the dot they leave, and it's like $3.25, six and a half guilders, and you'll get on a train and you'll be right, it takes you right to Central Station, takes about 12 minutes, so it's a lot cheaper. It takes half of the time of the cab. And it's the only way to go to uh, the main part of town. And then no matter, where, no matter where you're going, you'll be right there. Right there. Well, we're staying in a place called the Prinzengrad Hotel, which is near Prinzengrad, I guess. Oh, the hell that is. Oh, that must be near. That's, uh, is that the street or the hotel? It's, uh, it's, it's a hotel. The Prince, it's called the Hotel Prinzengrad. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's near, I guess, Prinzengrad is one of the rivers, one of the canals. Yeah, that, that, I think that's right near the Babazanto. So it's yeah. perfect. It's right near Central Station. You walk right across the street, I believe. But you're right. All the hotels are booking up right now. So yes, sir. You're right on the money. That's right. Well, have a great time, pal. Thank you, sir. Okay. Bye-bye. Stay out of trouble. Stay out of that red light district, baby. <laughs> Thank you, Chuck. There's a great American. Come slopping over here all uh, again with another order for me with my lunch. It's a good lunch. It's a perfect Atkins lunch. You know, Dr. Bernstein and Atkins have basically the same diet. I wonder if uh, Dr. Bernstein, you know, did that guy call you? You don't think he's ever going to call? Is that what you're saying? No. Why? Because he's one of the people in this town that automatically should tell you right off the bat, he's a pussy. He is a walking, talking, living, breathing pussy. No balls. He's like the guilty of the uh, calling audience. Why, why would he talk to you, but he won't talk to me, even though he talked to me before? I was very nice to him. I remember the call. They wanted to talk to you off the air. Why? He didn't want to go on the air. Why? Pussy. Pussy. Open line and date one in Broward. Maybe that's why we wanted to talk about. 5670560. He should have been talking to you then. And pound 560 on the mobile one line, not me. Here's a mobile in Coral Springs. Hello. This could be big, you know. Um, what is that? Begging for calls. Have Norm copyright the title before somebody else rips it off. Yeah. This could be very successful. Uh-huh. Um, by the way, you know what Elvis Presley's last words were, don't you? Okay, we have an open line in date two in Broward. 5670560. Yeah. Oh. And pound 560 on the mobile one line. You're bad, pal. You're bad. You're weak. You're boring. You're boring. You're the reason people are bailing out of this town by the thousands, okay? This is why all the people are getting on planes and trains and going like all these people are going to Amsterdam. They're going anywhere they can to get out of this place because of you, sir, because of all the people like you. You're boring. You're terminal. You're ponderous. You're old. You're stale. You're like last year's Halava, man. They're like Humantashen from the year 2000 B.C. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the mobile one line. Here's a mobile in uh, Kendall. Hello, Neil. Yes, sir. Uh, better get. Uh, I wouldn't wait two weeks for that tooth because I read an article yesterday that said that they have linked gum disease to blood clots, which causes heart attacks. Yeah. 
So find a new dentist and get it taken care of. No, I'm going to call her back this afternoon and tell her it's an emergency, and I want to go in there like uh, Monday. Exactly. Right. All right. If not sooner. Okay, thanks a lot, pal. Now I'm going to add this bull crap. Like with my dermatologist, you know. See, I listened to the receptionist, and she was going to make me wait two weeks. Then I talked to my buddy Stanley over there. Come on over right now, you know. That's the way you got to do it. I better talk to my buddy Gary, the dentist. Tell him I got a little bit of a problem there. I need to get over there immediately, if not sooner. Not diddle around with these pimps, with these in-between people, you know. Well, uh, he's really, let me take a look here at the computer and, uh, you know. Why are you airing shit like this? Well, since the word came down, I've been home crying in my bed. I turn off the TV because they say the NBA is dead. Well, Rodman, you love to whine. Why don't you practice at the free throw line? Then you can help us, Rodman, help us get along with our With a purple dye, get a haircut and a spin on the fans. Well, Robin, you jump so high. And you can triple double if you try. You gotta help us, Robin. Help us get along with our Best cheeseburgers I ever had in my life, Satellite Hamburgers, East Lansing, Michigan. Just, it just came through my mind during that while I'm eating my lunch here. Great lunch again. Thank you, Chuck, over at the sub-center. My, uh, what do we call this again? Combo Chef Salad. Combo Chef Salad with all the great, uh, I mean, really great spicy cold cuts and delicious onions. Not quite so hot as those other onions, thank you. And the veggies are fresh, too, especially the tomatoes. And Oh, good uh, tomato, which would be good for my prostate if I make it that long. If only Joe Torre would be. You know, I don't understand that. Don't they say that all these uh, cooked tomatoes, so this is the big deal now, great against, to guard against prostate cancer? Tomato paste, tomato sauce, pizza sauce. Huh? Wouldn't you think Joe Torrey, a good Italian boy, if you would have just eaten more of Mama's pasta, Joe, ladle on that sauce. Or maybe they're just full of crap and they're lying to us, as they usually do, like with that low-fat scam. And now they're saying, oh, guess what? We were wrong. Just like with the fiber. Oh, we were wrong. But we kept you regular. Here's a payphone in Miami. Hello? Neil. Yes, sir. Hey, how you doing? Great. Hey, I'd like to say a few things about music. Uh, I'd like to chime in and say I think Shania Twain's probably the hottest babe in the music industry, no doubt. All right. And uh, secondly, I uh, wanted to tell you, I'm, I'm in an original rock band down here in Miami. We're called Beyond Salvation. Yes, sir. And, uh, you know, we That's play all the... That's a name for this town, too, by the way. Yeah. Perfect. Well, I wanted to tell you, you know, we, we get harangued. We're, we're in the vein of, uh, you know who the Wallflowers are? Jacob Dylan, Bob Dylan's son. Yes, uh-huh, sure. You know, similar to that. We rock out a little more, but similar to that. Anyway, we get harangued by these Christian groups. You know, they, 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 you know, call us or email us, leave messages for us about our name. They judge us before they take the time to even find out you what we're about. You get harangued about what? 
about our name. You know, they call us and they go, well, nobody's beyond salvation. And oh. Da, 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 da. oh. Yeah, isn't that horrible? That's like the Tampa Bay Devil Rays all over again. Oh, my God. Jesus. It's, it's amazing. Hey, Tell them it's just a freaking name already. I know. I know. It's, you feel like doing, but I don't even pay attention to this. Anyway, I wanted, to ask, I, I wanted to ask you something, Neil. Maybe, uh, maybe I can send you a CD of ours and maybe you can check it out. I'll do know. it. You might like it. Can I get the, your address or something? Sure, give you. Hang on. Hey, thanks. Good luck. Okay, there's a guy who's looking for a little, uh, hey, why not? Look how famous we made uh, Enrique Iglesias. We have an open line in date, 5670560. Five, oh, I think it's my, am I doing this in psychosomatic now? I think under my gold crown there's something rotting under there, you know, like what's left of that tooth. Mm, I think I got like a real bad abscess. Or not. Sounds good, though. Hey, it's a better diagnosis than I got from Dr. Feelgood. Here's Miami. Hello. Hi, Neil. Hold on. Got your speakerphone on me at the same time. Okay. How are you? Great. I'm eating too. <laughs> oh, look at that. Mm, hey, cereal. I second the emotion of the other guy that said uh, to write a book. I would definitely be. Uh, if he's number one, I'll be number two. Okay. Uh, in a good way. Uh, <laughs> good way to, to get your book because I, I'm serious. I'm sure you have a lot to tell. Oh, do I? The, you but, but you know, all the bookstores that put it in the fiction <laughs> department because nobody would believe any of it. I'm serious. Yeah. I mean, People really think that I make this stuff up, and I'm not. I'm, when you work for these bastards in this town, you don't have to exaggerate. I just wish that when I was younger, I would have, uh, you know, been, uh, I don't know, uh, been able to listen to you because I didn't listen to you till I was uh, like maybe 18, 19 when I was going through college. Right. But I've been here all my life since shoot, shoot sorry, since uh, about 66, something like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, I would love to hear you at KAT and announcing the ball game and stuff like that. Because you definitely, I was you're, great, yeah. you're very articulate, mm-hmm. and I would love to have, you know, heard it. But uh, one I thing, mean, I was, I was no Sonny Hurst, but I was pretty damn good, I'll tell you. <laughs> one thing I'd like to say, I work the midnight shift, so mm-hmm. I never catch any traffic. I'm, uh, you know, I'm basically a vampire. And I, uh, unfortunately, I do have to take care of some business during the day sometimes. The traffic in this place, I can understand why people shoot other people here, and the road rage has gotten out This place is ridiculous. Yeah. It's, it's, there is nothing. The I haven't shot anybody yet. I do a lot of screaming and swearing. I'll tell you that. I, you know, I found myself every bang, day, every day coming to work. Banging on my, you know, I'm a calm, banging on your thing. Yeah. No, I, I'm a calm guy, but I found myself banging my, uh, my uh, the, the steering wheel mm-hmm. and pissed off. I, I wanted to get out of the car and beat this other guy. It's, it's ridiculous, and I can understand why we have such a bad problem. Yeah, but uh, old people, illegal aliens, geeks. Oh, and I love those those uh, the tanks that are ru- that are rusted, almost about to fall apart with right. no tires. Right, <laughs> and then they hit you, and guess what? No insurance. There you go, and no driver's license. <laughs> and you got nothing that, and there's nothing you can do. And no passport, and no visa, no Mastercard. Right. Neil, you're the greatest. Good luck, to you, pal. All right, see you. See ya. Yeah, that's good when you work late at night. When I used to work eight to midnight all those years, get off at midnight. No traffic. It's clear sailing, baby. We have to, yeah, I'm, I think I'm talking myself into an abscess. Two open lines in date, 5670560, pound 560 on the mobile one line. Here's Coral Springs. Hello. Uh, good afternoon. First, yes, uh, i got to tell you a little music story and then get to dentistry, but only because you mentioned Iglesias again, except the sun. I was, with a background in music, a lot of times I get asked to help people in the studio. I'm listening to these girls' pre-production tapes, and I'm going, there's way too much uh, reverb on your vocal track. And she goes to me, well, Julio Iglesias uses it all the time. Yeah. And I go, yeah, right. That's because the guy can't sing. Right. Anyway. That's Julio. Back, back to, I don't know. I thought, I thought it was humorous. But back to dentistry. Is dentistry, in my opinion, 
wanted to know if it was your opinion, the new scam medical profession of the 90s. He's like, every other dentist I go to, I've moved a couple of times in the past three years working in radio also, and it's like every other dentist wants to do work that I know I don't need. Mm-hmm. One dentist even went ahead and did some extra work after I was under the uh, under the gas. Really? I, had to, I had to go to the, I was living in Las Vegas actually, I had to go to the Nevada Dental Association, whatever the group is, and I was only one of ten people who had complained about the guy. Mm-hmm. So what's your opinion? There are, there are a lot of dentists who like doing some drilling after they give you the gas. But Unbelievable. Usually with women, yeah. Maybe you were his type. <laughs> I hope it. not. You never know when you wake up. But no, I had a guy last year tell me that I needed, I went for a crown, he told me I needed a root canal. I see, see no. my problem is not dentists and doctors that do too much. My problem is doctors and dentists that don't want to do anything. That's the problem. I only wish they wanted to do too much. I wish they gave me the courtesy of that much time and attention that they wanted to do too much as opposed to just a lick and a smear. When I called this morning, which I haven't been, I'll admit it, I haven't been to the dentist in two years. Everybody hates the dentist. I usually go every year. I haven't been in two years. you got to go more than that. Every six months just for cleaning. Right, exactly. And by the way, cleanings now are broken up into two uh, two sections. If you just go and the get your The cleaning thing is the scam, my friend. That's where the big scam is because that's where they make all the big bucks. Right, well, if you own a dental plan and you get two free cleanings a year, that is all of a sudden only the tooth surface. If you if they're supposed to clean around the gum area, that's another sixty bucks on top of the regular cleaning. Yeah. And what if they just when clean did the that lips? Start? What if they just do the lips? <laughs> you know, that's a hundred bucks. There you go. They just wipe it off. They just pat it down a little bit. Well, good luck with your tooth. Thanks. Bye. See ya. Yeah, let's move from the medical thing, because I've had no luck with that, to the dental thing. Huh? And the more I talk about it, it's definitely psychosomatic. The more I start getting like an aching in here, like right in that area, you know, what I was telling you about, which I didn't have any aching. I just have like a little a raw gum. Anybody want to chew some raw gum? We have an open line of day, 5670560. Pound 560 on a mobile one line is the search for medical care in South Florida continues. Can we find any? No. No. But it's fun talking about it until I put you in the box. Here's Hollywood. Hello. Yeah, but they find it in these new herbal things. It's going to get rid of the cellulite. Right, exactly. Hey, Maybe think? if I just took some more St. John's warts. Oh, my God. Hey, Neil, I got something for that. You listening? I'm listening. Okay. Cellulite and cellulite. <laughs> Which one is wrong or right? <laughs> Don't pay attention to Italian tales. Just stop eating, all you big fat whales. Cause it ain't gonna work No, it ain't gonna work Oi. It ain't gonna work No, it ain't gonna work Alright Cellulite And cellulite When you make love Just turn out the light Oh my god Beautiful You got it Alright Alright <laughs> That was lovely Give that about a 92 on a scale of 6 Open line at date one in Broward, 5670560, pound 560 on the mobile one line. Any interest in that big game tonight, Panthers at uh, Washington? No. Okay. Well, we're going to have it for you, whether you like it or not. Pre-game 630, game time 7 o'clock. The big, big, big one tonight right there in the, the uh, what do they call that place, the uh, MCI Center, which they built right in the middle of downtown in D.C., which nobody wants to go there because it's real dangerous and a lot of crime and they don't draw flies. Nice going, Jerry Bettman. You're a genius, baby. Bad ice over all over the league. You can't see the goal lights in new arenas like ours. Nice going, Gary Bettman. Go back to Cornell, you little twerp. Here's a mobile in Delray Beach. Hello. Hey, Neil. How you doing? Great. 
Uh, I have to admit, I other than all my ailments, I'm doing great. That's good. I don't have a whole lot to contribute. I got like five minutes before I'm going upstairs. I got two clowns from New Jersey uh, with me today that just moved down here that work with me, mm-hmm. and I'm dying to let them hear the bagpipes or Buffalo Bill. Could you do one for me before we go up? Yes, sir. Thank you. Okay. Bye. Okay. Now, which which one do you think we ought to play? Hi there, boys and girls. Today we've got a very extra special friend stopping by to show us all about something really special. I'm at the door right now. Come on in, Mr. McMahon. <laughs> How are you, laddie? Hey, brought by something I wanted to show you. Ooh, ooh I wonder what it, it is. is. It looks like looks like a, an octopus with a kilt on. <laughs> it's me bag, boy. Your bag? Hey. Ooh, what? Can I touch it? Sure, go ahead. Ooh, ooh. Run your hands there. That's, that's soft. Hey, like Beautiful. velvet. Hey. Oh, what, what's this right here? That is my blowpipe. What, what do you do with the blowpipe? You blow on it, lad. You blow, you blow on hey, it? Hey, you put your mouth around it and you blow. Oh, can, can I do that? Hey, would you like to blow my pipe, laddie? Oh, can I? Sure, go ahead. Oh, okay. Come on, lad. You've you got to put your mouth around it, lad. Don't oh, be afraid okay. it's not going to break. Like, like this? Hey, that's a boy. Oh. Stick it all the way down your throat. It's getting bigger. Hey, that means you're doing it right. What, what's this over here? That's me chanter. What's, what do I do with that? What you do with that, laddie, is you put your both hands on it, you cover the hole, and you run your hands up and down the shaft real quick. Ooh, hey. Like hey, run your hands Ooh. up and down it there. Now what you want to do, laddie, is you want to blow on the pipe. You want to squeeze the bag nice and gentle. And then you want to run your hands up and down the shaft real quick. Ooh, okay. All together, all at the same time. Okay, here, here we go. Oh, good, laddie. Hey, that's good, lad. Sure. Hey, that's good, lad. Keep blowing. Go harder, lad. Harder. Squeeze the bag. Squeeze more. Run your hand up and down the shaft. Quick, faster. Run your hand up and down the shaft. Blow. Blow. And don't ever forget, boys and girls, the Scottish invented golf, okay? <laughs> there you go. What's the difference between golf and croquet? I don't see very much. Well, like Ted Williams used to say, see, unlike Joe DiMaggio, Ted Williams is a little bit smarter. He said, I don't play golf because when I hit the ball, I want somebody else to go chase it. Nice going, Ted. Go shoot some more pigeons at Fenway Park. Good point. Golf. And by the way, our morning show at the Honda Classic, all this, uh, <laughs> another golf tournament. Oh, brother. I was just thinking while I was playing that, they back up the spot, the last spot break, right into the top of the hour. So we get eight minutes of commercials before the show starts. We're following like eight minutes of dead air, which is basically the same as their show anyway. But I'm just trying to think of what could be so compelling that they're talking about out there at a golf tournament. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> that they have to like, uh, can't even interrupt it like for commercials? Sports. No, no, but we're not talking about sports. We're talking golf. 12.56 at 5.60. Oh, you mean to say there's somebody out there going to tell me that golf is a sport? Oh, please. Give me a break. Like I said, like croquet. It's not just the one to two hour. It's a phenomenon. Tonight on the Arts and Entertainment Network, get the true inside story of the lives of those who shape our world with A&E's autobiography. Autobiography lets the history makers tell their story themselves from their own point of view. Like Saddam Hussein. I have never met a man who dislikes me, Saddam. I am what you call 
a pussy cat. And I am not making the chemical weapons. It's a. Hey uh, and autobiography is your chance to hear a somewhat believable version of the facts from the people who don't want anyone to know what really happened, like O.J. Simpson. I didn't do nothing. That's that's it. End of story. Uh, oh, man. That, that's very good, Mr. Simpson. But we need to fill another 57 minutes. Oh. A and E's autobiography. Every weeknight, historic figures tell it like it really was, at least as far as they can remember, like Bill Clinton. Uh, mostly, I'm terrified that my legacy will be simply, he nailed the fat chick, and that's why I want everyone to remember, I nailed Miss America <laughs> in a limo. Miss America, it's every boy's dream. It was my finest hour. Some would call it an overstatement. Others might call it deceit. It's their story, and they're sticking to it. Tonight on A&E's Autobiography. So anyway. Outrageous. Two minutes after one at 560 WQM. We have two open lines in date. we got an hour to kill here. We're going along singing a song here. Got my uh, teeth are rotting out. Having a nice lunch from Chuck's. These are all things you can write in uh, your memoirs. I won't have time to write mine. I'm dying because I can't find a doctor who really cares. How about Dr. Hallmark? Huh? A doctor that cares enough to send his very best? as opposed to a doctor with a red rubber nose. Remember that song by The Circle, Red Rubber Nose? Here's uh, Hallandale. Hello. Hallandale. Hello, Neil. Yes, sir. I'm a dentist in Hallandale, and I care. Oi. Yes. First time caller. What's the problem? What's the problem? What's the problem? I don't know. It's I, I, We don't have time on the air to go into all these associated assorted things. I've been suffering for weeks and weeks. If your dentist won't see you today, here's somebody that will. Really? Anytime. Are you serious? For you, anytime. Wow. Anytime. Right. Come on over. Okay, give uh, George your stuff, okay? I will do that. I'm, I'm going to do it. Thank you. Hang on. Great. I'll go to Hallandale. What line is he on? Take. I'll, I'll go to a real uh, guy that you know is going to get me right in. In Hallandale? Oh! I hope you don't know Sonny Rosenberg. Ask him if you know Sonny Rosenberg. I don't want to be sitting there with a drill and a whole song of dance with somebody who knows Sonny Rosenberg. Oh! Oh, boy. They've been waiting years for this. Give me in a chair with a drill. Two open lines a day, 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. Here's Hollywood. Hello. Hello, is that me? Oh, yes, sounds like you. <laughs> Hi, Neil. You're the greatest, and George does just as good when you were on vacation. There you go. Okay. What's not to like? Huh? What's not to like? Really? Um, two things. One is, um, I know Gary Y. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. Huh? And Speaking of Dennis. Secretary's name starts with an M, right? I don't know what her name is. <laughs> okay. I don't want to know. Well, anyway, my wife works for a dentist not far, not far from Dr. Y's office mm-hmm. on Palm Avenue. Yeah. And, um, this guy is great, and I'm sure I could get you in there anytime you want. It's strange that I should be following this dentist you just called. Right. <laughs> anyway. I can't, I can't find a doctor, but i got to rush a dentist that want to get me in this afternoon, mm. which is going to be right. bad because i got no toothbrush here, and I'm eating lunch right now, and I, there's, not, <laughs> there's nothing worse than going to a dentist after you had a meal and didn't brush your teeth. All right. I feel like well, a slob. You'd like, you'd like my wife's dentist. She's yeah, like well, what's wrong, with God, what's wrong with Gary Y? What's wrong with him? Yeah. Can't get you in for two weeks. Yeah. That's because I didn't lie to her until it was uh, wasn't an emergency. I should have said it's an emergency. Damn it! You should have told her. I could probably I could call my wife right now and get you in like tomorrow. <laughs> tomorrow was Saturday. For sure. Yeah. But anyway, well, I'll, I'll, I'll give George the information. All okay, right? hang on. Thanks. Hey, wait a minute, wait a minute. Yeah. One other thing. Yes. 
um, I'm looking for somebody. You used to work with a friend of mine named uh, Mike Lyons at Beta 4. Oh, a long time ago, yeah. Right, right. Uh-huh. Well, he it was my sponsor in AA. I'm a recovering alcoholic. Mm-hmm. And um, I can't find him. He was fired from there about <clears throat> two years ago. Yeah. Fired from where? Beta 4. Oh, he was there that long? Yeah, they said he was 47. They said, well, you know, you're too old. Your voice doesn't sound like rock and roll anymore. And they fired him on a Friday. They don't come in Monday. He disappeared, and I can't find him. Do you have any idea how I can go about where he is? Do you know him? No. No. Okay. All right. Well, anyway, let me give him the information, George, about the dentist. Okay, thanks. All right, buddy. Okay. Now, does a bottle of booze come with that, too? Just a joke. It's just a bad joke. It was in poor taste. Yeah, now I'm feeling really sick. After all this dentist talk and doctor talk and my throat is all strained, I feel like I'm dying over here. Well, he hung up. He hung up? Why did he hang up? I put him on hold. You, you put saw him on hold, it. and he hung up. Oh. <laughs> Probably heard that comment. Oh, you're, in other words, the guy with no sense of humor? Well, okay, too bad. Besides, are you going to go to a dentist that some alcoholic recommended? See, that was bad. That was in poor taste. But that's a good point, isn't it? See, I have to choose between that, or I, and then again, I think about the guy in Hallandale, which I'm sure he's a good guy, but there's always Oy. Sonny Rosenberg and R.J. Intendola and the Outhouse Gang to consider. Two open lines in Dade County, 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. Here's North Miami Beach. Hello. Hello, Neil. Yes, sir. Hi, buddy. I'm an uh, ex-military uh, dental assistant, so <laughs> <laughs> oh. if I can give my Woo. two cents in, you know? Yeah. Uh, if you want to know if you have an abscess, what you do is you get a uh, non-sharpened pencil yeah. and you tap on the tooth in the direction of the root. And if you have percussion sensitivity, if you feel like pain when you tap very lightly, or maybe let George do that for you. You tap on your what? Oh, your tooth. Tap on the top of the tooth. Oh, the I don't have a pencil. Who the hell's the got a pencil? Pardon me? Do we have a pencil in there, George? Non-sharpened pencil. Yeah. Neil. Well, why does it have to be non-sharpened? Well, the flat end you used to tap on the tooth. You're not going to tap on with your with the uh, the pointy end. Why not? Or the rubber end. So, yeah. You know. Oh, I got a non-sharpened pencil. Okay. And well, what do I do with it? Well, how do I know what tooth it is? Well, well, wait a minute. What if it's a tooth that's got a gold crown on it? Well, it'll still. It, it's the same concept. If you have a, an abscess, it'll you'll feel pain when you tap on it. It'll what? If you have an abscess, you'll feel pain when you tap on it. How is that? <laughs> Yeah, I, I recognize that song. They all feel pain when I tap on it. <laughs> well, then you better go see. Uh, I, I'm, I'm serious. They all hurt. <laughs> well, I don't know what to tell you. I'm, 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 I'm serious. Now I'm really nervous. <laughs> all right. Well, I'm glad I made you nervous. Yeah, oh, thanks. by the way, let me just give you a quick uh, word uh, knowledge thing. I just recently learned the word hysterical comes from the same root word as, like, hysterectomy. Uh-huh. It's the root word for female. So when someone's hysterical, they're acting like the C word. So. Rectum. Okay. See you, buddy. Thanks for the good news. See you. See you later. Next time. We have an open line of date, 5670560. Boy, well, this has turned into dental talk, and I'm tapping away on a gold crown. But then I thought, well, just, just to see, you know, the comparison, what it feels like with the other teeth. So I'm tapping on the other ones. Oh, maybe not. Now that one doesn't hurt either. Maybe it's just in the gums. I think it's like in the gum. I was telling you before. Maybe it's like bone cancer, you know, like in the jaw. Something really good and exciting. Something that my doctor could never diagnose with his rubber nose. 
Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the um, now this is it's really like an adventure it's an ongoing saga that just drags on and on and on and there you know and of course the guy at the Cleveland Clinic he's he's too important for me you know he's worried about the Pavel's knee and it's uh you know all this he's worried about important guys not me I'm a small potatoes I'm dying over here the risk of colon cancer increases in men over forty. Hi, I'm General Colin Dowell for the Colon Cancer Home Testing Kit. It's really quite easy to use. You simply assume the squatting position and insert the ergonomically designed lubricated cylinder. Now, if it comes out brown, then you're okay. I highly recommend this kit, especially since it was named after me. To get your colon cancer home testing kit, have your credit card ready and call 1-800-FOOD. Okay, 114 at 560, WQM, there's an open line in Dade, 567-0560. Oh, Pound 560, it's tooth talk today, baby. Oh. Yeah. We're talking asses. We're talking all kinds of good stuff today. Here's Boca. Hello. Hello. Yes, sir. The other day I was um, going to lunch, and I listen to you during lunch all the time. Right? Yes, sir. So I go into my, I go to get something to eat. I come back out and I turn the radio on. There's a Marlins pregame on. What is up with that? Marlins exhibitionist game. Is that the most embarrassing thing you ever heard? God, it almost made me sick to my stomach. Aren't yeah. they in business to make money at that radio station? No. <laughs> no, no, we're not. We're here to boost Greg Greed's, uh, Greed's ego. That's the only. No, seriously, that's the only reason we're here. He wants to be the sports maven. He wants all the professional sports. He wants the hurricane sports. Pretty soon we'll have the FIU sports. We'll have the soccer games. And maybe we can get a matador, a matador game on before they go out of business. Don't this forget man, FA. Don't forget FAU. FAU will get that stuff on there. I mean, this man is out of his freaking mind, and he's made all the entire radio station is now being held financial hostage by Wayne Hypinga. Thanks uh, to Greg Reed being a bozo. Well, you already know that, right? Yes. Hey, I was watching uh, the Today Show. There's a guy selling urine samples over the Internet. Did you hear about that? No. All right. I guess for people who their companies test them for um, drugs. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought that was pretty uh, interesting. He was, uh, talk- they had some other senator on saying it was a disgrace. And, uh, Why is it a disgrace if you can buy a college exam? <laughs> exactly. Over huh? the Internet. You can buy a report. You can buy right. Anything you That's want. right. So why not buy some? And what about if they're doing that stool sample thing, huh? Buy somebody else's stool. <laughs> I'll stay away from that. But no, me too. Hey, you get the best show around. And have a great day. You too. God bless you. Remember that? I'm not making this up, that thing that Channel 4 did a few years ago. How long ago was that? It's quite a few years ago, thank God. But they were doing that colorectal home testing kit. Remember that? And right. all you had to do was call up your good uh, friends at Channel 4, which, by the way, is the old Channel 4, which is now Channel 6. We don't want to blame anybody that uh, shouldn't be blamed. And uh, they sent you the kit. You called them up. They sent you the kit. And then you had to, like, uh, you know, a little bit, <laughs> and then put it in the envelope. They included the envelope they just sent. It was already addressed to make sure that the uh, would go to the right place. The only problem was that the mailmen were swooning. I remember that. That was the exact word on the front page of the Herald. Mail carriers were swooning because uh, many of the envelopes were not sealed properly. <laughs> oh, man. I know that some of you letter carriers out there have to put up with a lot of crap, but that doesn't mean you want to smell it. Yeah, send some in the mail to Channel 4. Now they're Channel 6. Maybe Tony Cigaretto will get a good laugh out of it. Just send him some in a bag. That's a true story, by the way. Colorectal test kits. Here's a mobile in Hialeah. Hello. Uncle Neil. Yes, sir. Hey, a uh, couple of things on the, uh, you, you, you touched the nerve when, uh, <laughs> when you said, um. With that pencil, you, you mean? When, no, when you, 
you know, you felt bad not having your toothbrush if you're going to go right after uh, work today. Right. Well, that's, you, let me put this, it's relative because, um, you know, that's the one day you don't have to brush your teeth. You pay your dental insurance, you go there for a cleaning, a checkup. Yeah. That's what you pay them for. That's, them a, good, that's a good point. Go eat a bunch of Oreos, do whatever you want. Go in there, smile. Why, let, let them why waste there. that tenth of a cent of toothpaste, you know? Absolutely. And and the other thing, a little known fact, yeah. um, the, the inventor of toothpaste, I believe, was from the Carolinas. Because um, if he had more than one tooth, he'd have called it toothpaste. Thanks, Uncle Neil. Okay. <laughs> oh, man. Was he full of crap? We have an open line in Broward, 567. And uh, the guy's name was Crapper that invented the toilet. I always thought that was a joke. When Archie Bunker used to talk about going to the Crapper, the uh, Crapper, guy's name was Crapper. Here's a mobile in Palm Beach. Hello. Hello, Neil. Yes. Point of information, I had a caller a little while ago who was looking for Mike Lyon, someone he used to work with. Yes. He is now the chief meteorologist on the ABC affiliate up here in Palm Beach. Oh, my God. Channel 25 WPBFF or whatever it's called. Mm-hmm. So that's where Mike Lyons is. Great. Just to let you Guy's know. probably not listening anymore. I think he got bent out of shape because I said something about the <laughs> bottle with every uh, something, and, and, and with every quick, tooth. And a quick tooth story. Good way to dead, deaden that dental pain, though. Better than Novocaine, a lot cheaper. Five years ago, I had pain in the tooth. I went to my dentist. He sent me to a specialist. The guy told me I needed a root canal, $750. Right. I said, F you. And three days later, it was fine. I've never had a problem since. How do you like that? Saved myself $750. Like the guy said before, creative dentistry. That's it. Huh. Take care. Thanks for the good news. Okay, maybe I just got like a little, uh, I've had an irritation in that same spot 8 million times. You know, I'm just getting paranoid and psychotic because of all these different things that are going on right now because I can't find a doctor that knows his ass from your elbow. With all due respect, Dr. Mark, you really leave me cold, baby. You've left me out in alert. You and that Cleveland Clinic guy. Oh, it might do this and it might do that. And it might send your blood sugar soaring up and your body will adjust and maybe it won't. And then that's it. That's uh, the end. The end. Next. That's the medical profession for you, baby. Next. Two open lines in Broward. 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T. Why don't you wait six or seven years? It'll go away. What's wrong with you? You're hypochondriac or what? Here's a lady in North Miami. Hello. Hello. Yes, ma'am. Hi, Don. Listen, uh, I have found the best dentist in the world. Yes. Okay. They're on Biscayne Boulevard. Uh-huh. And you know what? I was just diagnosed also with a uh, an abscess. Did you have um, root canal by any chance? I've never had a root canal. You didn't? Okay. Then, see, because I don't have any pain. Uh-huh. But it was still diagnosed. My pain is in my gum. It's in your gum? Uh-huh. Like uh-huh. way over on the end, way on the bottom, okay, you know. Way like in the, okay, where, way where, in the... Where my wisdom teeth used to be, I had them all taken out. And like, well, uh... Uh, and your tongue keeps like going over there and irritating it. You know, it's probably nothing. Yeah, we should probably gum irritation then. Yeah, irritated from what? Uh, oh, it's, it's just I don't know. It's probably. Not from that. I, you know what I had? I had um, scaling. I got this what is it? Scaling and root planing. Scaling. And root planing. Sounds like something you do to a fish. I know, but it really. I'm going to tell you, these dentists. I I used to be terrified. Yeah. I go there. No, I have I have a very good dentist. I just can't uh, get in to see him when I'm desperate and I'm on death's door, that's all. Because his secretary, uh, you know, want, if, if you're not bleeding to death or I uh, have aching pain, I guess, uh, you know, I, I should have lied and told her it was an emergency. That's all. I'd be there right now. I'd be there right now. Uh-huh. 
Uh-huh. I, I, this, the people I'm going to now, uh-huh. it's state-of-the-art stuff. I'm right. having I'm having computerized ceramic re- restorations. Wow. So I'm having all the old fillings. You know those old, ugly brass fillings? Right. They're all being popped out. And it, I got so many of them, boy. My mouth is loaded with fillings. Me too. I got fillings up the old uh, mouth. You better believe it. Mm-hmm. And you know what? I'm telling you, they put a little television camera. I should there. have them take all the fillings out and put those new plastic ones in there because all that stuff about, uh, you know, about mercury. Yeah, right. Look what happened to Freddie Mercury. Yeah. Yeah. I'm serious. You've got to go. I mean, just even see it because I was there. Well, that mercury keeps releasing gases into your body, and they say that it's very bad for you. Yeah, it leaks My mouth out. is just loaded with mercury. I think that's it. That's it. Well, Maybe I'll know. just have all my teeth pulled out. Mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you, you've got to see this because I was there. I feel right. I'm getting all close to being old enough to have my teeth pulled out. You know, I'm being uh, oh, having I a glass. That. No, 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 no. No I'm pulling. I'm having a glass. Oh, no pulling. A little fizzy glass like Martha Ray? Oh, no, no. You don't want to do that, no. Okay. You're too cute. But really, you have to see this. I want you to go there and see it. I'm not going there. Well, what am I going to go there to for? How, how many mean, dentists can I go visit already? Maybe I'll I just mean, take a few days off and visit all the dentists of South Florida. No, this is and this, get drilled, which I don't do that by the way. They're coming from Moscow. They're coming. Are they there? They're coming from what? Moscow. That's yeah. Russia. People are coming from Europe. To Communist. Communista. No, Germany. Well, Nazis. Nazis. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> have a great day, sweetheart. Good luck to you. Okay. Okay, keep uh, getting scaled. We have an open line at date, 5670560, pound 560. All I need is some Ambisol. I had a little thing of Ambisol in my um, thing in the uh, uh, bathroom, and I went to use it last night when this little irritation started on the gum, and I went to open it up, and I couldn't open it up. It was, And I look at the date. It expired 94, five years ago. And then I thought, well, I can't open it up with my hands. I'm going to, and then I thought, no, don't do that. No, seriously, haven't now you admit you've opened up stuff with your teeth all the time? All the time. And I thought, that's just what I need. Well, of course, here's the deal. If I'm going to chip a tooth, it's a good idea to do it just before you're going to go to the dentist anyway, right? Good thinking, creative. So maybe that's what I need. And of course, I was going to stop this morning coming to work at Walgreens over here to get a little thing of Ambisol that expired like sometime in our lifetime, not five years ago. And I, I don't know where Walgreens is. Where were you? The, the Walgreens, that sign has been there for 14 months. It's right there. I was there this morning. It's right where? You know where the bank is? No. You leave here, you go south. Yeah. That's the way that you were going home all that while, right? I, what it's do you mean, right was going home? I go home that way every day. There, there's no Walgreens. It's not open, is it? Sure. It nice is. Nice in there. Clean, spiffy. You sure could fool the hell out of me. Right next to the liquor store. Oh, well, maybe I can take care of that guy that called before, too. I'll get some Ambisol well, and he back, by the way. Yeah, and said, he got cut I off. just played the drop. And said what? Oh, he gave me a phone number. Why is that? How about the guy with Dr. Bernstein? He calling yet? We have an open line in Dave. Welcome to Doctor Talk, okay? It's the doctor. It's the dentist. It's the veterinarian. We're all still. I did find a good veterinarian. See, I'm a mess, but my dogs are doing great. Oh. A good veterinarian I found, okay? I love them. Central Parkway Animal, whatever the hell the name of that is, over there by Publix, Knob Hill and Cleary, they're great. But for me, I can't find crap. That's the problem. For your animals, the sky's the limit. But for ourselves, we couldn't find a doctor if you held a gun to their head. Why don't you wait another 20 or 30 years, okay? You'll feel better. Now, you know something? Now that I've been tapping the crap out of that gold crown with that pencil, get that guy's number. Let me sue his ass. Seriously, now this thing is starting to hurt like a, a, a lot of... Liberty, Paracuba. Liberty, Paracuba. 
160 WQM. I appreciate the guy in Hallandale. I appreciate the other guy with the tap and the pencil on my thing, but uh, I got a dentist, okay? Thank you. Not Gary Y either. I'm excited now. I got a dentist like in my – see, I'm a schmuck. Why don't I ever get a dentist or a doctor or a – see, and again, my dog gets better treatment. My veterinarian is right by near where I live. But for me, I got to schlep to the beach to see Dr. Red Nose, you know, Rudolph the Red Nose doctor, and uh, over to Cleveland Clinic, which is out there in Yemsveld on uh, Cypress Creek Road, nowhere near where I lived. Maybe the reason for that is I don't like, to, you know, driving too far with that little dog in the car because he's such a pain in the ass, so it's always got to be close to home. Maybe that's the reason. But I got a dentist now, and I'm going this afternoon getting this whole – I'm going to get them all yanked out, you know. Just seriously, take them out. Her family has some good dentures. Okay, I'll, I'm going to start. I'm going to go back to doing the topics again. We'll talk to the old people again. We'll talk about Social Security. We'll talk about the notch. Then I'll get some callers about Hank Meyer. Guy dies Tuesday, the most, the most important publicist in the history of this town. Not one call about Hank Meyer today. I'll guarantee you Hank Goldberg knew Hank. He, in fact, I'm pretty sure Hank used to work for him, didn't he? Hank Meyer uh, Associates, whatever that was. Back in the days when Hank was peddling the Herald, which he now hates, and rightfully so. Here's a, a lady in West Palm Beach. Hello. Hi. Yes, ma'am. Uh, well, it seems like he's, he's got it settled for his tooth. Which tooth was bothering you, sir? What is bothering me? Yeah, is My, this Neil Rogers? Yes, ma'am. Oh. My gum, you know, like down in the uh, bottom, where, like we're on the bottom uh, on the end where my uh, wisdom tooth used to be. Yeah, what side? On the right side. The right side. Feels like uh, there's like a hole. I mean, I've is had... Is there a, a tooth there? Huh? Is there a tooth there? Yeah. But the gum is just like, I mean, you know, the end of the gum, where the gum ends, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Oh, man, it's just uh, like there's like a hole in it. Really? Yeah, not like a big hole, but like a uh, it's irritated and it hurts like a mother. And if you touch it, it like you could... Uh, 
That's not a wisdom tooth. No, I don't have any more. They've all been taken out. Huh. That's why I have no wisdom. Wow. Yeah. Do you live anywhere close to a uh, university and, uh, um... No. And Davey, anywhere? No. 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 I got a dentist. Sweetie. Oh, you got one? A I good appreciate one? it. Yes. I'm going this. I'm going I feel really bad because I know what you're going through. Yeah, I mean it's, it's not it's not really all that bad, but it sure was something exciting to talk about. You know, I mean I don't think it's the end of the world, but maybe all these other things that I've had, like in my neck and in my head, maybe that's associated with the uh, tooth problem. Is that possible? Your neck and your head. Yeah. What's wrong with your neck and your head? Oh, I don't want to go through all of that again. You know. Oh. Have a great day. Thank you so much. She wants me to go back through the whole thing. We won't have any audience left by that time. Uh, oh, excuse me. That was a great lunch, by the way, Chuck. Open line of day one in Broward, 5, 6, 7. Plus, she sounded a little bit under the weather, too, didn't she? <laughs> oh, yeah, maybe too much of that Novocaine, huh? Too much of that laughing gas. 5, 6, 7, oh, 5, 60, pound 560 on the AT. I'm going to tell you, I struck a jackpot here. If I can find a doctor as easy as I can find a dentist, I've already got 172 dentists ready to see me right now. Pronto. They know i got plenty of cash on me. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on a prestigious AT and T wireless line. Hank Goldberg from Vegas at two. Book Shabby very very briefly in between feedings uh, six to six thirty, and then we got the pregame Panthers in Washington. A pivotal, a desperate, and absolute must-win game seven o'clock tonight. Any interest at all? No, I didn't think so. Here's a lady in Coral Springs. Hello. Hey, I just wanted to tell you that I'm the I uh, work for the longtime dentist of Norma. And I don't know why you haven't asked him for a good dentist. Because he ain't feeling too good right now. Yeah, I know that, but at least he knows a good dentist, a yeah. real good dentist. Really? Yeah. Well, I, I have a great dentist. It's just that uh, <laughs> I really do. I have a very good dentist, but uh, the problem being that they see you in, you know, two weeks, four weeks, uh, whenever they get over there. And, uh, see, the reason he's so good, that's why he's so busy all the time. Are you sure? Or is it because he's on all these, like, plans that, you, you know, you're going in a waiting room full of people? Oh, that, that could be it, too, because I yeah. pay. I pay. I don't, I'm not on any plan. I'm, oh, you're not. Okay. Oh, I'm an independent okay. contractor. I pay all my doctor bills. My uh, de So they should be delighted to see me because I pay right, exactly. cash money up front. Right, and I, I will agree with you. I know when I've watched your TV show and you lean back and you laugh, yeah. you got to get that amalgam out of there. Right, exactly. You know, you gotta, you gotta look, you got to get it out of there don't for your health. Do you think that's what's making me sick? <laughs> I don't know. I got a mouthful of that crap. <laughs> I got a mouthful of mercury. I don't know, but I tell Norma every time he comes in that you ought to, he ought to tell you to come in, to come in, lighten up the office. Okay. So uh, Where are you? We're, we're downtown Fort Lauderdale. Oh, see, that's, oh, no, I, they don't let me over there. Why? I'm just out of my territory. <laughs> Have a great day, sweetheart. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye-bye. <laughs> oh. By the way, I spoke to Norma Kent the other day in the hospital. He's coming along. He's back. Uh, he'll be on in a day or two, or maybe he's out already. I don't know. Again, the thing with the doctors. By the way, yes? Boog is on from the Honda at 2 o'clock today until 6.30. And what have I been saying? Hank is Hank. on from... Well, I don't, I don't get it. That was the message that I gave you this morning, but I guess that uh, it got misconstrued. No, I thought, I thought you said Boog was on until 6.30. Right. From two until six thirty. But how how did I know he was on at well, two unless I looked at the stupid schedule back there? I don't look at that thing. I mean, I assume that Hank did the show from Vegas yesterday. I heard some of it, right? Uh huh. So why why would he not be doing a show today? Oh, a lot of gambling to do. Okay, I'm sorry. So Boog is going to be on at two o'clock from the Honda Classic where they're playing golf and uh, and the croquet. Now, I'll be honest with you, neither one of them is really like much of a sport, but that'd be some real good exercise for you, Boog. Yeah, get out there. Get the handheld mic. Get the handheld one and the microphone, too, Boog. Get out there and whack a few. 
So he'll be on 2 to 6.30, and then we go to the pregame. Okay, got that right. No Hank today. What, what is that all about? He must be losing his ass out there, huh? You think he's losing his ass? No, no. Two open lines in Dade, 5670560 oh, and pound 560, but you'll never hear about it. I love Hank, but, boy, he's one of those gamblers, always tells you about the winning. Oh, we had a big night. We, Hank and his parakeet, you know, we had a big night. We had a big day. We had, you know, hit the pick six. We had the triple, you know. All the compulsive gamblers, man, they always tell you about the great days they had. But when they're plunging and plunging their lungs, losing their ass, do they ever tell you about those days? No. No. Eddie K. Now, say one thing for Eddie K., who's even a much more compulsive gambler than Hank. I mean, than all the people on this stage. Ed Kaplan lives for gambling. He lives for He has the morning line odds on whether we're going to show up to do our show that day, every day. But at least I've heard, like the other day, when he came in here, stuck his head in the door. And said, oh, boy, I'm really having a bad time at Gulfstream, losing my ass. You know, he will tell you that. Suck it in and hold it. What a great way to start your day with Marvin's Frosted Face. Yes, now there's a new breakfast cereal for adults. Marvin's Frosted Face. Yes, sugar-frosted corn flakes shaped like Marv Albert's face. Yes, each flake is lovingly shot with a hot sploosh of sugar to frost Marv's face. Yes, and best of all, it's made of corn, so it goes through fast. Yes, so start your day the climax. Okay, 142 at 560 WQM. So, Q, uh, Corey wants to straighten the record out. He'd not go out to some titty bar last night, which he's very depressed about, by the way. He was on some uh, some bimbo's yacht, having a great time getting laid or pretending to anyway. And by the way, you're right. I don't want to embarrass him, but you're wrong. You know, I didn't pay too much attention to any of these guys when they were uh, taking up our studio that uh, few weeks ago. Well, he got a haircut. What? It's a good thing you're not a fag, George, because you've got really terrible taste in guys. I give Corey like about eight and three quarters. Huh? I don't want to embarrass him or anything because, you know, I'm not his type. But, okay, we have an open line at day one in Broward. Sir, I mean, compared to this place. I just Corey's told him on the QAM curve. a great-looking guy for this place. Wouldn't you agree? Huh? See, even she agrees. There you go. He's all hooked up now. we got Corey straightened up. Five, six, seven, for oh, this place. For, the, for this place. Okay. I mean, he's no, uh, what's his name? Brendan. Five six seven oh five sixty and pound five sixty on the AT and T wireless line. And here we thought that all the guys that worked on Hank's show were getting laid, huh? <laughs> like Robert Grieper, like Josh Friedman. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Now you really get oh what a, that you know I just had lunch too. That is the most disgusting thought. I think lunch may make a comeback now after uh, hearing that. Here's a lady in Pembroke Pines. Hello. Yeah, hi. Yes, ma'am. From Doctor Yanowitz's office. Is Neil available? <laughs> Speaking. <laughs> Neil. Hey, Corey, good luck to you. By the way, Quincy Market in Boston, you'll love it. Um, what are you saying now? Uh, this is Maria from I know, Boston. I heard you. I'm wondering if you're coming over at 2. Rumor has it you get out of work. I hear you Rumor need a dentist. Yeah, I do. I, I got to get this all checked What's out. What's going on? Well, I've got a list of 40 morning. dentists here that I'm supposed to go see. I get, maybe I'll have to uh, do one after the other and see what it gets. Oh, come on. Start with us. We we know you. Yeah. How about 245? You got it. You're on the books. Okay, thanks. Rick. All right, dear. Bye-bye. 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 <laughs> Now give Corey a nine. Well, I said that now that he left. I don't. I don't want to get him to get paranoid. And all these guys. Oh, Neil thinks you're really. You know. I'll, tell, that. I'll tell you who doesn't look too bad in this place. Okay. But he's kind of strange. Well, of course he's one of our salespeople. 
the new sale. I don't know what his name is. The sales guy who's like the young guy that's down on this side. Of course, he'd have to be young for me to say he looks good. In Tracy's office? Yeah. What is yeah. his name? I forget. See, even you don't know his name. He don't look He's good a nice guy. guy. Yeah, he is a good guy. But, boy, I'll tell you, I was taking a leak in there one day, and, uh, oh, he saw me, and he ran. Oh, I think I just got to get a drink of water. I'll see you. They're nervous. They're nervous, okay? I guarantee you, everybody in our sales department, they've taken a leak somewhere near Fags, okay, before. They never got molested, et cetera. Just relax. Besides, that, I'm going to hurt Zoltan's feelings. 5670560, is this amazing with his dentist thing or what? I sat down here this morning in the first hour, and, man, by 11.15, I thought, man, you have lost it. You have no more clout. You have no audience. You got... And now all I mentioned, I just, I just whispered. Although tell, be sure and tell her that before I go to the dentist, I got a, like real bad from that lunch, I think. What, what now? More dentist? No, just lifeless people. Did the guy call from uh, the dentist? No. no. <laughs> oh. Uh, seriously, they're just, they're all over me like stink on Greg Reed here today. Boy, if I could just find a doctor as easily as I'm finding a dentist, I could probably get rid of all this crap. Here's a mobile in the Gables. Hello. Hey, Neil. Yes, sir. I'm here to tell you I am not recommending my dentist. My dentist sucks. <laughs> she drops things in my mouth. She squirts me with uh, squirts squirt, me with squirt. the water. Yeah. Yeah. She uh, hits the side of your this, face with it. Yeah. She takes this grinder thing and she grinds things in my ear and there's stuff from who knows what chemical going all in and you know whatever. Yeah. She's she's the worst. I she makes the the marathon man dentist look you know nice. But you keep going there, so there must be a reason. I can't. You. I'm in the middle of a. I'm in the middle of a, of a procedure. I've called other dentists. They're like, no, she's already started it. You got to finish it with her. Mm. So it's uh, no, definitely don't go to her. I want to tell tell your name. The other thing was Neil. I, I'm, I'm a hetero, but you said Joe DiMaggio was one of the ugliest. Oh, or something I, like I, I, you know, other than Larry King, it's I'm hard pressed to think of anybody. Come ugly on, than... Neil. He was distinguished looking, man. Joe DiMaggio was distinguished looking. Did you, did you ever see pictures of him when he was like a player when he was younger? Well, no, I'm not that old. Oh, well, I mean, I've seen pictures. God. Yeah, but when you uh, think of him and Marilyn Monroe, it'll make you just want to scream. It'll make you uh, angry at the human race. Oh, the last thing, Neil. Ugly. Neil, yes. my the next president of the United States, yes. Gordon Liddy. Dole. Okay. We have an open line at day one in Broward. What the hell is he uh, mumbling? Well, he's got a bad dentist. His teeth are effed up. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the eighteen. Now let me get this straight. Okay, first I'm going to go. Then I'm going to go to the dentist. In uh, which one? And how am I going to get there from here? By the way, you ought to know. Taft and Hyannis. Taft and same way I go home. What? I'm not going to uh, my friend. I'm going to uh, my my friend. Right. County line to university. County line. County Line is a fast road. Which they have taken the uh, stuff off of there. Right. right. You can make a left there now. That's yeah. That's uh, went up that right. way yesterday. Oh, and I can and stop go. at the mobile station and say hi to my Greek friend. Right. Not. And then go over to university, go north, and uh, there you go. All right. Great. Be right over there, sweetheart. It's funny when I called her this morning. They said, who are you? Yeah. All of a sudden, I make a big radio show out of it. Like, oh, yeah, come aren't you coming over? What the hell are you? Right. Yeah, that's what she said. So yes, remember when I, Al Goldstein says, "Oh, call Rose and uh, she'll talk to you about the apartment we got." And I called up Rose and she said, "How the hell are you?" Yeah, always makes you feel, uh, you know, a real ego boost. Twelve minutes before two, Boog Shambi. Sorry, I got it wrong all day today, but I didn't look at the schedule. I assumed Hank was on yesterday. I assumed Hank was on today. Was I right? No. No. Boog will be here from two to six thirty, talking golf and maybe a little bit of sports too. Boog can't keep his pecker in his pants. 
we down in Jamaica in the Caribbean. They got the best herb that you ever seen. Ask anybody in that neighborhood. They tell you this the country where the country be good. Rasta man has some he want to sell. And from a mile away, you can detect the smell of smoke. Smoke, ganja, smoke, smoke. He lights up the spliff and smoke. Smoke, ganja, smoke, smoke. Oh, we're fine. Smoke, ganja, smoke, smoke. The ganja be good. We carry lots of herb in the gunny sack. Smoke it every day until your lungs turn black. With all the money that we have made, Jamaica doesn't need any foreign aid. American tourists come here and say, got nothing like this in the USA. They smoke, 